Podiskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove Podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove Podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero lightmate Rico. What's up, man? I never drink wine. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Thank you, Count. Um, <laughs> one host, two hosts. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on, man? Oh, uh, not too much, buddy. How you doing? Uh, it's been no. It, it, it's appropriate that it's October because it has been the horror week from hell. But uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, what are you gonna do? And and just you know, you 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 shake it off and you move on and whatever. But goddamn. <laughs> well, we'll be, we're gonna be talking about you know creatures that have been damned by God. So That's true. A... That is true. Uh, this <laughs> week in week three. Of our, I had to think there for a second. <laughs> Week three of our uh, horror-inspired October series, we are doing uh, vampire movies. Now, just before we start taking shit, not that we ever get any feedback from listeners, we are excluding purposefully Underworld from this discussion because that will be next episode. So we are we are also excluding Blade. Because we yes. did a whole play deep dive. Uh, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was last summer. Not not the summer that just passed, but summer of twenty nineteen, I believe. So yes, yeah, I guess a year ago. Yeah, um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, it's called Blade Pool. So please go check that out if you are interested in our thoughts on on Blade. Um, and I forget where we talked about Mahershala taking over because we did talk about that on a separate episode because we did the Blade episode before that announcement. So. I want to say that that was like right around the last Oscars because he won his Oscar. And then like the day he won his Oscar went to Marvel, Marvel said, I want to be Blade. Um, okay. I mean, I, He's I, like, I, I got my statue, maybe Blade, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't. I don't think that conversation happened, but no, I don't think so either. But hey, I mean, you, you, you are with it there, homie. Um, Let's just say he's got a stake in Marvel now. Stake. Good night, everybody. Um, so no, but so tonight, tonight we're gonna just do we're we're excluding Blade because we already kind of talked. We not kind of we already did talk about it, and we are going to be talking about Underworld 
in the next episode. So just so for those listening or, or, or wondering, like, how are you leaving these franchises out? We are for those reasons, but we have covered them and, or will be depending on when you're listening to this. Um, so I'd like to take a brief minute to apologize. I've been fighting a cold for like the past month. And if you hear me go, it's just, I'm not trying to gross you guys out, but periodically it just happens. Oh, uh, and I've done my best to cut them out of episodes. So most of, they haven't heard it as bad as I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but every so often, it's me, it's me choking back the blood that I've consumed. Yes. Every, right. every so often you do it in the middle of me saying something and then I can't get rid of those or whatever, but you know, it's, it's hard to breathe. Well, breathing's important. We'll, we'll give yeah. you that. We'll give you that. All right. Um, so what did you see? So what did I see? So um, I went with what I would consider to be, for me, two traditional films. Ones that, as soon as you say the word vampire and movie, you know, outside of the Underworld series, that I go to. Oh, you watched you watch Twilight? No, that, it, okay, that's a valid point. We are not covering Twilight at all, because fuck that, that's not vampires. Anyhow. You know what? You know what? Edwards disco balls. You know what I should have tried to watch and I didn't even occur to me now. And it wouldn't have been a movie, so I wouldn't have gotten through the whole thing. But I should have tried to watch some True Blood because I've never actually watched that, um, mm. which would have been a good watch for this. But oh well, what are you gonna do? Um, but I did watch uh, Queen of the Damned, uh, Interview with a Vampire, uh, as per your suggestion of sorts because you brought it up several times and I found it available so I was like I want to watch this I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> okay and then um, as, as per your nagging I watched The Lost Boys alright well that, that's all you've seen that's all I, I'm, I mean that's all I've saw this week if you may mention one that I didn't think of and like oh yeah I've seen that but off the top of my head yeah alright so I saw Interview with the Vampire as well uh, but I've seen, you know, actually, I fell asleep to it, but I've seen it so many times sure. that, you know. Sure. Um, I also saw Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh. I I saw, I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> uh, I saw Horror of Dracula, which is the first time Christopher Lee played Dracula. Oh, that's way back, right? That's like black and white shit, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's 58, but it's not black and white. It's color. I thought it was black and white. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, I saw the, I saw the original Fright Night and then the remake. Okay. And then, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. And I've seen and... that. It's been, it's been probably about two years, three years since I've seen it, but I have seen that. So, yeah. So yeah, that's, I think, I mean, I did see Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, I think about three months ago. So yeah, you, you've referenced it a few kept... times recently, which is why when I saw it available, I was like, Oh, I should watch this, you know? Right. Um, because you've talked about, actually you've talked about how terrible it was. <laughs> and well, I mean, it, it's, it's a hit and miss. I mean, I think at the time it was great, but like, let me put it this way. It's one of those middle ground vampire Dracula movies. Like it's, it's one of the more truer, representations of the actual source and they really kind of deep dive into his history as Vlad the Impaler. Sure. But like it is just full of hammy performances. It's really kind of oh, hard yeah. to Yeah. But uh I all right, number one man, I am very curious of your thoughts of the Lost Boys. Oh we want to start right there or just gonna go just gonna rip the band aid off and go right there. 
I mean, this is the this is sort of the Halloween of the vampire movies where I'm like, this could be an argument. Um, no, I look, look, I, I I certainly don't have the same opinion of it that I had of Halloween, so I'll give you that. Um, okay. I didn't love it. I know a lot of people do. I didn't love right. it. Um, I I there were parts of it I found interesting. There were it was it was certainly uh entertaining and unlike and I'm not even saying this to pick on you, but unlike Halloween, I'm glad I was able to kinda like check that off the the to do list, if you will. You know. The fuck it list. Right. To you know, there's certain movies you should that uh, I've heard you should see. I'm and sometimes sometimes you fall in love with them and sometimes you're like, Okay, I've now I've seen it and I can just say I've seen it and you move on. You know. I, I hate to say this to you without starting a separate fight, but that's kind of what Goodfellas was for me. Like, I didn't hate it, but I'm, but I was able to be like, okay, I've seen it. I can say I've seen it, and I move on with my day. You know what I mean? There's enough. There's enough assholes to be like, what? You haven't seen Goodfellas? What the fuck? And you're like, I've seen Goodfellas. Now fuck off. Right, and I'm sure conversely there are people to feel that way about The Godfather, where I could watch The Godfather over and over again. So it just depends on your, you know, just a, you know. Yeah, different uh, taste. Exactly. So, um, but I, I didn't hate it. Um. I I just want to I just want to ask like did you actually watch the Lost Boys or did like or did you mistakenly watch one of the sequels? No 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 I watched I know what I'm looking. Okay. come on man I, I no 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 <laughs> I'm just making sure because I made that mistake once where I was I don't, I don't remember what it was I thought I was watching the first film of of a franchise and it was like the second film and okay. it was like what not the stereotypical one where you give me shit where it's like oh you watch everything out of order right, 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 it was right. like I was due diligently trying to watch this in order but like. It was it, it got fucked up with the titles and I just wasn't paying attention. I'm like, this is awful. And I'm like, oh. And then my, I think Michael was like, that's the fucking spinoff, motherfucker. Why'd you watch that? <laughs> yeah, there, there's uh, the Lost Boys Tribes and Lost Boys the Thirst. I think is what it's called. Um, right. I have not seen either of those to this point, but no, I did. I saw I saw the original one for sure. I saw the I saw the tribe. I saw the second one. It's okay. It, it's 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 just basically. Hey, Corey Feldman's got a mortgage. You know, let's just like we—he needs money. Let's get him some work. And the other guy, the other guy's back for votes because I did look up the cast on those two just out of curiosity. Um, Corey Haynes? No, um, the guy who plays his brother in the first one. Oh, Jason Patrick. No, 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 no. The guy who plays Feldman's brother. Oh, oh, the other frog brother. Okay, yeah, well, the other frog. Corey, Corey yeah. Haynes does actually show up at the end of the second one. Oh, really? Okay. He's a vampire, and it's like ends with like the two Corys like gonna be like, "I'm gonna get you," and then it just cuts to black. And you're like, "What?" Yeah, it's weird because he wasn't a so some. I hope they explain it because he wasn't a vampire at the end of the first one. But um, I, I lost interest after the second one. I was just like, because I was a big Lost Boys guy. Yeah, I. I okay, so so. I definitely, even though it's 87, I dug the early 90s goth vibe that it had. Like, that was, you know. Well, I actually view it as a as an 80s movie. No, but it but it it has a lot of the, some of that stuff, especially the way the four boys were, you know, uh, uh, Kiefer's crew were all kind of dressed up, carried over into the early, you know, 90s, probably fizzled out around the time you were two. Um, so... But, uh, so I did, I did, I did like that. Um, I liked, I liked it. So I'll tell you, um, Star cracked me up because the only other place I know her from is Twister. 
<laughs> okay. And she's the one that delivers in that movie the line, I gotta go, we have cows. And, you know, she plays a bigger role. She's not like a one-liner in that movie, but that's the line that sure. sticks out for me from that movie. So I, and I saw her and I'm like, I know that face. I know that, I know her from somewhere. And I finally looked her up and I was like, oh, wow, it's the We Have Cows woman. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so... It was nice to see her like expand a little bit. Um, it was really weird seeing Alex Winter as anyone but Bill, right? You know, and he has like I, I, we're we're talking about both Bill and Ted in this episode. Yeah, we are. True. true, true, true. Um, the difference is though, you're used to seeing Keanu in like multiple roles. Like, I mean, between The Matrix and John Wick, and you know, Point Break, and you know, these different roles he's had over the years. You're kind of used to seeing Keanu Reeves do a bunch of different shit. I've literally, up to this point, seen one... and I can't even say one. I've seen three Alex Winters movies, and they were all Bill and Ted, except for this one. Before. So, before now, but I'm saying up to up until now, I right. had seen three. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird, because... Like, like even, I, Ke- even Kiefer... I saw Love Boys before I saw Bill and Ted. Okay, so but for the- you, it was the other way around. But I was like, that's the motherfucker from Lost Boys. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. But it was, and he was okay in it. I think he had four lines in the entire movie. Um, yeah, and most of it was Michael. <laughs> well, okay, which, by the way, I have to, and I think I mentioned this a long time ago when you brought, because you've brought this movie up a few times over the, you know, years of us doing this, you know, yeah. here and there. Um. But Preston and Steve, and I think they got this off YouTube. Like, I don't even think that they can take credit for this. But someone strung together all the Michaels in the movie, and it's like a minute and a half of just oh, Michael. Oh, it's long. Yeah. Um, I, I, the first time I saw Lost Boys was with my friend Michael. <laughs> of course so, it was, because why every, not? So every single time, like, Michael's name is uttered by the multitude of characters. David... Uh, the brother, the uh, the mom, the grandfather, the fucking you know dude who's trying to bang the mom and blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time Michael's mentioned, I look at Michael like, like I snap him a look like Michael. And it's did you get whiplash? Because, like, I mean, Christ! Yeah, like I, I had a crick in my neck <laughs> from constantly looking to my right, be like Michael. And they really because we did, we did because the first movie he and I saw together was Halloween. So Michael Myers. So like sure. I it would just become a thing where every time Michael's name is uttered, I look at him. And then one time we watched a movie. No, we played a game. It was Max Payne. Okay. And there's a part where in the in the sequence where a fucking mobster's name like Rico Salieri. Oh, and so there's he a, was there's a there's a character like he's a mobster. He's getting blown, and and, and she says, "Oh, Rico, you're so bad." And so for the first time, Michael looked at me and said, Rico, you're so bad. Because I don't hear my name nearly as enough in, in movies. And I think we just found ourselves a title for this episode. Uh, Rico, you're so bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, but no, but but um, seriously, though, like, I, I don't think they've ever I don't remember ever seeing a movie where the one character's name is said so many goddamn times, like for real. It's a I think, lot. I think it's like someone actually did a count on like IMDb. Like someone actually counted how many times Michael's name is is uttered. I'm checking now because I'm curious. But um, 
Yeah, I. You know what? I I don't think I think I had seen one Corey Haim film previous to this, um, mm-hmm. and maybe by default Corey Feldman as well. Or is he in the Goonies? Feldman in the Goonies. Feldman's in the Goonies. Okay, so right. So I've seen so I've seen more than one of his because I have seen Goonies a long time ago. But I think uh, Haim was in one without Feldman. I think it was called Lucas. That's not what I saw. The one I was the one I saw was License to Drive. Oh yeah, Feldman's in that too. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But that's I think that's I think prior to this it was the only um Corey Haim movie I had seen. I yeah, I haven't I was never on that the Corey's thing. I yeah. mean, if I had to choose, I probably like Feldman more because I saw him more because he was in the Goonies, he was in Friday the thirteenth, he was in a couple of the Friday the thirteenth films. Um I mean, I really kind of. I mean, he was also in uh, another vampire movie called Bordello of Blood. Okay, Alvin was, which was um, it was a a crypt, uh, Tales of the Crypt movie. Well, you hear, you know, it's an interesting thing about um, just to tie it back to um, Preston Steve again for a minute. But Corey Feldman, they used to be a big supporter of Corey Feldman's. Like they would, they would, in that they would have him on. And they would have fun with them, but they certainly weren't making fun of him. Like they would walk that line of not making fun of him, but certainly like having a good time. Oh, yeah, I mean, Feldman, Feldman, Feldman knows how well, he, how he comes across. No, no, I don't think he does because he came on he once does. with he came on once with his band. Yeah, he he did a, a show. Uh, he performed live on like I don't know if it was Letterman. It was I think it was Letterman. I think it was Fallon when Fallon took over. Yeah. Um, he did his like weird fucking yeah, like yeah 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 but he in he, vogue dance. Well, this was way before that. He came on Press and Steve, and they he performed, and so he's like, "Guys, we're friends. Be honest with me." And they were like, "It's not really good." Like they were, you know, they weren't like you fucking suck, but they were like, "It's it's not real good. Like you should not do this anymore." And he fucking blocked them on Twitter and won't return their phone calls now, which I is mean, kind of interesting. I mean, if you can't handle criticism, don't ask for it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Um, but I was—I mean, his his performance in his his band performances are better than his performance in Friday Thirteenth Part Five. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'll trust you on that because I haven't yeah. seen it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I kind of liked it. Um, that's really interesting. Jim Carrey was considered for the role of David at one point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think that was probably around the same time he did a... I, I don't... I want to say he was in a vampire film. I don't remember. He was. He was in Once Bitten from 1985. Once Bitten. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe uh, that's why. Maybe. Um, sorry, I'm just looking for that and see if there's a thing with the count here, but I don't see it. Anyway. um, So you wh- kind of liked it you didn't love it right right i didn't i'm not like i wasted an hour and 40 minutes of my time i mean right you know i i will i we'll put it this way will i actively put it back on again probably not but if it's on and like i'm like if we were hanging out someday and it happened to be on and we just sat and watched it and be like all right whatever you know what i mean like i wouldn't right it's not the worst horror movie to have on halloween it's actually one of the it's a decent film. It's just kind of campy, but you have to also remember it set a tone. Like it made this was the beginning of 
like this is pre interview with a vampire. So oh, yeah, it was for sure. Yeah. Vampires it was like what if Jim Morrison was a vampire is sort of how it, it kind of is is sort of presented. Well, that makes sense because there's a giant Jim Morrison poster in the cave. So not to mention people are strange. Not not the Doors version, but yes, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean that that's basically the because Jim Morrison died. You know, he belongs in the Twenty Seven Club, so he died young. He was beautiful, you know, and he was obsessed with with poetic bullshit. But like, he kind of had this look to him like he could have been a vampire like right. him and like billy idol and like there are certain people that like they just give off that vampire look and uh it's also weird to see Kiefer like Kiefer sutherland is just basically playing an american vampire billy idol in terms of the look yeah yeah um i found i found that stat you were talking about if you were curious about it mm-hmm. it's an approximation they don't have it exact is what it says but it says the characters in the movie say the name michael approximately 118 times <sighs> that's a little excessive don't you think that's a bit excessive i mean <laughs> that's uh, it's like the equivalent of joe pesci saying fuck in goodfellas right right i think i think that was your i think that's how it came up the first time on the show is we were talking about pesci and that and i brought up Michael and the Lost Boys, though I'd, I'd never seen it because I knew the joke, you know. So, right. um, uh, one thing I'm really curious that I see in the trivia as I was looking for the for the count here is at one point when in the video store you see mm-hmm. Goonies on the shelf. Makes sense. Which, but what that means there's a world in which there's a guy that looks just like one of the Frog Brothers <laughs> in this movie, you know? Yeah. And your frog is like watching the goodies, and like he's just like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know what Corey Feldman sounds like. Yeah, you're not. He sounds really weird in in that one. So um, he does sound like he's trying to act like a grown up. Yes, like he's trying yeah. to like. Oh, you. <laughs> he's trying to do like, like Ben Stiller in Dodgeball, like. You better kiss your brother goodbye. He's gonna be a bloodsucker. <laughs> um, I. I did like the different twist on how to turn someone into a vampire. Thought that was kind of interesting, as opposed to being bitten, the just drinking, the drinking, the, the drinking of the chalice kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting twist on it. Um, Love the grandpa. Grandpa was probably, he was great, right? He was the greatest. Um, and that same actor, I know him from Sister Act Two. He's the principal in Sister Act Two, and I'm sure I've seen him in a bunch of other things because he's one of those character actors you see in a bunch of stuff, you know, but. I've he was good. Sister um, but yeah, it, I I recognize the guy who played uh, the dude trying to the, the head vampire. The dude. I mean, spoiler again, as we forgot to mention, spoilers for all these films that we. Mentioned. If you listen to this show and you don't know that at this point, just you know the pre the prerequisite. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Spoiler. Yeah. Um, the dude who's trying to bang the mom. Um, I can't remember his name. Like Herman, Herman something. Was it? Um, yeah, I don't remember. He, I knew him later as like he was in the show. Um, oh fuck! I am so stupid today. Uh, the the fucking show with the 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 mom and the daughter, and they're like kind of like she was young, so she had her daughter young, but they're like close to age, and they like oh um 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 um, um, um oh, Jesus Christ, Gilmore Girls. 
Gilmore Girls. I almost, I can't want to call it the Golden Girls, but it doesn't work. And it was um, Max. Max is the guy's name. Okay, so Max is in that show, and I remember watching him like, that's the vampire in Lost Boys. What the fuck? Um, Ironically, that's not even what it comes up on his known fours on uh, IMDb. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. Oh, for Lost Boys or for Gilmore Girls? Me, well, no, Gilmore. Lost Boys is there. It's his because you know it's always four. It's Lost Boys right. Overboard, uh, Annie, and Intolerable Cruelty are his known fours. Oh, he is an intolerable cruelty. Okay, I, I do remember him in that. I've seen that um, once, so I can't. I don't recall. But what you? Th- what did you think of that really bizarre sequence where the long-haired, muscled-up oil dude is rocking out on a saxophone, like just practically fucking the saxophone I, to a live crowd? That that was. That's exquisite, right? It it exquisite acting, yeah, if we're using Ralph's term, sure. That's um, a real motherfucker who does like a real band. Uh he looks like fucking um he looked like Shawn Michaels, if you know wrestlers at all. He looks like Shawn Michaels. He looks like Triple H. Well, he, he's he, yeah, but facially he looks a little more like Shawn. Anyway, that, I'm not getting into the we're not I'm not gonna that's not worth debating. Um so I've so I've been to the, the city numerous times that they film Lost Boys in. That's Santa Cruz. Oh, that's what I figured. Yeah, I mean. But they call it Santa Carla. But right, like, right. That's the most. That and the movie Us are the most uh, prominent movies filmed in Santa Cruz. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's cool. I, 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 I've been to the West Coast, like, on the actual coast once, and I was only San Diego, so I can't, yeah. Santa Cruz is kind of a boardwalky beachy town oh sure i mean it's it's very hippie like very 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 hippie so's so's um seaside where they do jersey you know jersey shore and the place that kevin and ernie and them all used to hang out at back in the day it seemed so it's it's that but west coast right yeah it's it's berkeley but with like the ocean oh did you know that guy's dead edward herman yeah i did know that i didn't know that anyway yeah uh I want to say he died in like 2012 or something. 14. Yeah. Um, the mom threw me. Yeah. But the I I looked her up and I I wouldn't have put it together until I saw it. But she's from Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. 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 She's also from the Birdcage. Diane Weist, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know if that's how you said it, but yeah, that's that's her. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's 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 hysterical. I confused her when I was younger with uh, the mom from ET. God, I don't remember who that is. It's been so long since I've seen E.T. But I, you can see there's a slight resemblance, especially... No, because I don't remember. <laughs> well, we, whatever. Uh, but that's who I confused her with a couple times. Um, I'm like, I want to first time, I was like, oh my God, it's E.T.'s mom. I'm like, no, it's actually Edward Scissorhands' mom. <laughs> um, are you, is, that all, is that all you want to say about Lost? I, overall, it was good. I actually, my favorite character in the film actually was Corey Haim's character. I actually enjoyed him. Yeah. Sam, yeah, I enjoyed him the most. I actually thought, you know, I liked I liked his performance and and his character the most. Surprisingly, you know. Uh, okay, I mean, I've always I always thought Jason Patrick was a bit. I don't know. I he was he you know he's fine, but he's not who I would have gone for. Yeah, it, I. But like, I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, David. I I I, I liked uh, Kiefer. In, Kiefer's in the film. always weird for me. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you he's a bad actor because I don't think he is at all. But Generally speaking, 
even when he's supposed to be playing a character you're supposed to like, I generally don't like him for some reason. And I don't know he, why. He's sinister. He's sinister. Even when he's trying to be a nice guy, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like what, when he, what happened in your childhood? Because I don't... <laughs> well, let's ask Donald. Oh, wait. Anyway, um, I don't know if you've seen 24, that show. Not enough, not enough to have a real opinion of it. But like even then, when you're supposed to like him... I'm always kind of like, I'm always never rooting against him in that role. But it was just like, you know, but every other time I've seen him, he's just been like a dickhead. Like when he's like uh, um, a few good men, he's a dickhead. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you, you will absolutely fucking love, hate his performance. Stand by me when I eventually make you see that. <laughs> yeah. Because he plays like the town asshole psychopath. Oh, he's not the dead guy? By Steve King. No, he's not the body. Oh shit! Oh well. Um, yeah, that that's Dabby. Uh, John Cusack, on the other hand, kind of fills that role. Okay. Um, uh, I when I watch The Lost Boys, I view it as sort of like an '80s, like it's like kind of like an MTV movie. Oh, because yeah, yeah. There's a lot of montages, and they're playing. Uh, what is it, Little Sister? Throughout yep. the whole fucking movie. And, um. What was kind of neat is I watched it on Amazon Prime. I had to rent it because the disc copy that I got for free ended up like being fucked up, so I couldn't watch it. It wouldn't play or whatever, so I got... One of the things that's neat about that is that when you watch on Amazon Prime, for those who have never used it, if you push like the down arrow on your controller, it'll tell you who's in the scene. Like It'll put on like at the bottom, it'll have the, the picture and the name of the person who's in the scene. They had L.A. Gunn's sister on the thing when the song so like it was telling you the songs that it was playing too it doesn't always do that but it did it for the lost boys so it was pretty interesting i think because it's it's popular enough that people were like what the fuck is that song like right right um but yeah that's all i really can i mean maybe something will pop up later but i I just liked it because it was like a vampire hunter movie but with teenagers yeah no it's definitely it was definitely a different twist and it was it was you know what it's funny because and i I'm hesitant to say this to you because I know you're such a big fan, but it reminded me a lot of Goonies. It really did. Oh, it had a, it had a it's very, very Goonies much feel. If, like if the Goonies fucking grew up just a couple more years and fought vampires. It's really that you're, okay. you're no, you're not you're not offending me. It's 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 a it's a pretty fucking accurate statement. It's, yeah, they went from pirate treasure to vampire hunting. It's it's vampies, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right, right. Now, if you want to go from a movie that was all right to a shit movie, let's talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula because that thing was. Oh, so you want to stoke these flames? You want I, Bram yeah, Stoker these dude, flames? I, I mean, look. All right, you know, look. It, it, no, no, not doing that. No, but let me hear it. Uh, there's there. Uh, the, okay, all kidding aside, there are some positives to it. I think. Um, for re- okay. for real. Um, as all as always, Anthony Hopkins knocked it out of the park because I, I. And this was the this was the character change because he had just done Hannibal Lecter, okay, and won his Oscar, so he was getting tons of 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 evil roles, right? Offers, and he ref- he's like, I don't want to do this. I just play the ultimate bad guy. I don't I I don't want to do this. And he said, Let me be the anti. Hannibal Lecter. He's like, what's sure. the anti-Hannibal Lecter? It would be Van Clarice. Well, he's like, yeah. well, I can't play Clarice, so I'm going to play Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now we all think of him in that mentor kind of role. We think of him as like, you know, the aged vampire hunter. At least I do. I think of him as like, 
the guy who like like the if it wasn't Sean Connery in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it would have been Anthony Hopkins. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, probably, probably. I, I I'm a huge Anthony Hopkins fan. It has nothing to do with the MCU. I've been a fan of his long before he was in Thor. I don't even I don't even He's think not... of Anthony Hopkins in the MCU. It's still I still have to remind myself like oh fuck he was Odin. No, but I'm just saying because we reference it so frequently, I don't want people to think that that's where it comes from. Like I've been oh, a fan. Sure. I've been a fan for long before. I loved his portrayal. I think it's... I always get the presidents confused, so I apologize for this, but I think it's John Quincy Adams in Amistad. His portrayal on that is amazing. Um, uh, Nixon? I didn't see that, so I can't speak to it. But, yeah. I mean, and even the small roles. Like, he had a very small cameo in Mission Impossible 2. He's on camera for, like, five minutes, maybe. And yeah, you see the majority of it in the trailer. You're like, all right, he's in it. I've never seen the trailer, so I'll trust you on that. But like, still, um, uh, like him, you know. But I'm a, I'm a fan, so it was good to see him again. I will say this though: when I think Van Helsing, only because of the order in which I've seen movies, the first thing that I c- comes to my brain is Hugh Jackman because yeah, of... I, I knew that was coming up. Well, and it's only because I saw Van Helsing long before I actually saw uh, this movie. You know, so right. uh, but that doesn't mean that. That's a, a criticism of Anthony Hopkins' performance because it's not at all. He was amazing. side question: Have you ever seen the movie Magic with Anthony Hopkins? Magic? No, I don't think so. Are you creeped out by ventriloquist dummies? Uh, depends on what they're doing with it, but generally, no. It's it's a psychological like. Oh, is it? It's, it's is it like an Annabelle ish thing with a yeah? It, it is in the sense that Anthony Hopkins is a ventriloquist. And he has a dummy named Corky and he gets so crazy that he, you, as you're watching the film, you think Corky is like come to life and doing a Chucky, but he, it's really, I love that this was here. Yeah. The stabbing. (laughs) Yeah. This, if you do enough of this, you'll get enough of this. So, um, um, it's kind of Chucky-esque, but. It's, right, it's Anthony Hopkins controlling the. You know what it is? Do you know the Batman villain? The, oh yeah, the ventriloquist. That's what I was same thinking thing. of. Yeah, same thing. I got gotcha. you. Thing. Corky dominates the is right. the is the dominating uh, uh, character. It's it's on HBO uh, Max if you are interested. It, it's you get uh, the guy who plays uh, Mickey uh, from Rocky. Oh, uh, Burgess Bur- Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. yeah. And you get Anne Margaret, and you're just like, "What the fuck is this movie?" It's just yeah. Anthony Hopkins going crazy as with a dummy. Uh, not to get way off topic, but I will tell you, and I, we might have talked about this before, but it was a real mind fuck for me the first time I realized that the penguin and Mickey were the same guy. Mm-hmm. That was a real mind. Fu- <laughs> yeah, that was a real mind fuck for me. But anyway, that's a different but conversation. Yeah, back to back to Dracula. So, what do you think uh, of Gary Oldman? Well, it was Gary Oldman. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really all you can say. If you've ever needed an overactor Dracula, like, you got Gary Oldman, you are... I mean, he he does a good job with the role in the sense that it's probably the first time we've ever been sympathetic to Dracula. I, I don't know that I was sympathetic, but sure. Well, it made, it made him more of a, of a tragic character because it showed he was love-struck and blah, blah, blah. I'll say this. He was better, in my opinion, although it was confusing why it took this direction, as the young version of himself. And I don't mean the flashback. I mean, when he finally gets to London and he's walking around in the top hat and... Oh, well, he's got the John Lennon sunglasses? Yeah, which actually, I dug those sunglasses. I got. I, I can't lie. I was digging those. Was I'd that wear. a thing, though, in the 19th century? Was that a thing? I don't know. I wasn't around. Was like I might be old, but I'm not that old. fucking... 
Uh, I, I might be old, but I'm not that old, so I I can't speak. Steph's to that. nodding her head, so it must be true. Okay, must be. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I but I dug those sunglasses. But his portrayal in that that form was really kind of intriguing. But like the old man with the boob haircut was a little. <laughs> 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 that was a he does look, he does look like Tidhead from from Little Nicky. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, little bit. You know, I didn't realize until like a second viewing, but he's got like I'm not trying to make a joke here, but he has hairy palms. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. No, he had like white hair all over his palms, and like, see, I've actually read Dracula. Okay, so right, Stoker like made Dracula really weird. Like that's that's how he looked. And he had hair on his fucking palms. I'm like, but that's just look. There's some things even for even for authenticity you shouldn't do. Right. Because I'm just right. like, look, I get Dracula's alone in this castle, but he's got like three fucking like vampire brides to fuck. What's he doing jerking off? He's got Monica Bellucci. Yeah, right. What is he doing? Right. Yeah. Ugh. Nice little throwback for you got Keanu and Monica Bellucci, and then she's like dealing with matrix vampires and shit it might be the first time you brought up the, that this movie because when we did the matrix deep dive i think you brought it up but um yeah all right so speaking of matrix what did you think of Keanu fucking well before we get there because i want i want to <laughs> i want to touch on uh, no, that's a bad way to phrase that i want to speak to a little more about the dracula character himself for a minute because like First off, I didn't get the need for him to be that old man with the crazy hair. Like, forget what it looks like. I, I didn't get the need for that. He could have easily been the young, you know, the whole way through, and it wouldn't have made that much of a difference, I don't think. That is that is sort of the the original source. I mean, it shows that how he, when he's alone and he doesn't have a consistent food source. Like, the implication is when he's in London, He's feeding all the time, mm. whereas in Transylvania, he is just kind of like he gets like one a week and he's just kind of old and decrepit. Plus, he could be secluded and be hidden. So I think the implication is that he really actually just kind of does look like that. But the young Gary Oldman in London is sort of a, a cover. It's sort of a mask. Yeah, I, I just and, and that I think I kind of have a problem with, too. I don't know. I, it just it just. That transition, while I preferred the younger version, felt very disjointed to me. Like, there was not... I had a weirder time, the fact that he was a giant hell beast fucking a woman. Well, no, I was. I hadn't gotten there, but yes, I I agree. I agree. Like, I'll, ha I'll handle the fucking Yoko glasses, or the John Lennon glasses, <laughs> and, and him with the tit head hairdo and the hairy palms, but, like, he... He becomes like a giant bat war werewolf creature thing and fucks a redhead. Yeah. And Which like, by the way is just like in there, dude. Of the of the five women in this movie is probably the least attractive. And she's not an unattractive woman, but of the five, like he, he didn't pick very well. I, I mean, I think it was less about sex as more of just like I'm just a fucking I'm a vampire slut is really how Dracula is. <laughs> kind of I don't know. He's a vamp whore. Yeah. He's a vamp, um, he's a vamp whore. Didn't expect to see Carrie always. Yeah. 
Uh, that motherfucker was just in every early 90 movie, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he started was... with Princess Bride in, like, 87. That motherfucker was in everything. Hot shot, And it was all different genres, too. Like, you got your hot shots, and you got your, you know, this is very different from that. And, you know. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. That time you got home from a week of double shifts... And your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. I'm sure there's other shit I'm thinking, but, like, he's, you know, I'm missing. Robin Hood. Yeah, but that's another comedy style film you know what i mean like but that's how i always knew him like i saw Princess Bride late so like he was the dude from liar liar he was robin hood he was also the villain in an adaptation of the jungle book so like the first and then eventually i saw him in saw saw him in saw but yeah the first the first thing i actually ever saw him in was hot shots that's probably the first thing i ever saw him in and conversely, it's the first thing I probably think I ever saw John Cryer in, believe it or not. But you know, I believe it. Um, anyway, but that was that was a little odd, you know. It, um, it's an odd w- movie, dude. It's like it really you look is. At Francis Ford Coppola's filmography. But that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. Is it's really weird when you're thinking that it's a Coppola film and it's like this. Really? I mean, yeah, dude. Like he went from Godfather. He went from Godfather. One, two, and yeah, three. I mean, three is better than this, right? Close. I mean, close. Come on, don't don't do that to me, man. Close. Like, Fredo's still part of the family. <laughs> uh, but then you get to like, okay, he did Apocalypse Now, which you know people love that sure. film. I sure. think it's kind of overrated. He did the conversation, and then like he did this movie, and then he did Jack with Robin Williams. Like, I think Coppola's drinking too much of his fucking wine. But Jack wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad, but it's just so different. Yeah, oh, than, for sure. And, and yeah. like, not in a, like, if he, he's just, he's just not the right director for that movie. I, I will say this. Um, I, w- I was pleasantly surprised not to see Sophia or Nicholas at any point during this film. That so was... Although no, Nicholas went on and made his own fucked up vampire movie. Although I think he would have been a better fit than Keanu. Oh, for sure. Um, look, I, I, this, this this is him getting Winona back because he was supposed to. She was supposed to be in Godfather Three, right. and then she's in this movie. Which I don't know is it some form of revenge that he put her in this fucking movie? Like yeah, either way, she's kind of not winning. Um, I I, I will say that I. First, I, I, I so let's stay on Keanu. The biggest problem with Keanu, and you you've had the same problem with um, uh, the Olsen in the MCU. It's I always forget her first name. Elizabeth, thank you. Uh, 
where her he, he slips in and out of the accent. Like he doesn't hold the accent well. Um, yeah. he, he he definitely tries, but then again, here's the thing: you get a whole bunch of it in the beginning, and then he just he just fuck off fucks off for like thirty minutes, if not longer. Yeah. Like it's yeah. you know. Um, I also, I mean, look. The, the truth of it is, is I think we can blame Sofia Coppola for that. Because I think she like pushed like, oh my god, dad, Keanu. you gotta put Keanu. Yeah. He's so dreamy. And look, I could look. I would like to stress. I think Keanu is probably one of the best and nicest people on oh, the we, planet. Oh, we we're both. Well, first off, I I think I'm a bigger fan of his acting than you are, but we we're both huge fans of the person. So, right. Yeah. So, but we we you know we're we're a movie podcast. We're gonna fucking rip apart like. Count Dracula. <laughs> and, can, and conversely, if we were talking John Wick, we'd probably be blowing him the whole time. So, I mean, like, oh, yeah. you know. So. John Wick, more like John. <laughs> um, oh, now you're going to censor yourself? <laughs> oh, he made, me, he made me John Slick. <laughs> okay, move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> um, um, but uh, look, so, but, I, I, as yeah. a whole, it's a weird fucking movie. There were... But you can see that it was trying. It was really it trying. Was really trying. And it was really trying to be serious, man. And it, it you know, um, best performances for me, for real, in that movie are obvious. As I already stated, Anthony Hopkins, and I think I think I'm a bigger fan of this person than you are. But uh, Winona, I I did like her performance. I thought she did fine. Um, I, th- I think Winona has done some great work recently. I loved her on Stranger Things. If you like Winona, you should watch Stranger Things. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah, I mean, but I've I've liked I've liked Winona Ryder for a while. I've been a fan going back to like Beetlejuice and then coming up through Heather's. Heather's. I only saw Heather's that one time more. We talked about it though, so I can't. You know, but I mean, even you know, um, I'm, I'm blanking on movies now. Obviously, I liked her as uh, I don't. You've seen the JJ Star Treks, right? Yeah, she plays uh, She's Spock's, Spock's mom. mom. Yeah, um, which is weird. It's just so fucking. First time I was like, "Is that fucking Winona?" I'm like, "Oh, Winona's gonna." Oh no, she dead. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that that time. That was all you, motherfucker. I'm just glad it didn't end up on the equipment. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Oh, you're supposed okay. to. You're not supposed to snort coke that way, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, Diet Coke, at least. Uh, Coke Zero. Um, yeah, okay. We take all the... <laughs> how <do> they... <laughs> I'm sure there's a drug dealer like, joke that are like, I took the grams out of the grams. <laughs> anyway. But no, I, I, I liked Winona in the film. I was I was a fan. I think she did a good job. I was... And I, it's funny because I think he came up either on our Get Vocal recently or in a recent episode, but fucking Tom Waits... Tom Waits playing Renfield was pretty yeah, fucking was interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, but I think he did a good job. I was actually a fan of his performance. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that opening of like Renfield getting fucked up. Like, mm. you know, to see the Tom, like, how do you make Tom Waits crazy? Uh, you know, you, like, I want to see that weird movie. You say hi to him. Hey, Tom, how are you? Ah, what's going on? <laughs> Tom, Tom Waits is an eccentric dude, but I mean, like, that's oh, just yeah. what it is, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's how I feel about it. I, was it great? No. Will I, will I watch it again? Probably not, but you, yeah. You need, you need to complete the set. You've got to see Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Okay. With Robert De Niro. Oh. That, oh. that is, because it's, it's like, 
it's very because Coppola produced that one, but he didn't direct it. I actually think Frankenstein is is a better film than Stoker's Dracula. But you have to get past the, you know, are you look at me, huh? I am Frankenstein. What you gonna do, huh? You gotta kind of get past that. That's actually a good De Niro face. People can't see your face. That's a good De Niro face. I gotta give you that. Look at me, eh? I am Frankenstein Moss. I got bolts on my neck. I'm electric. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from Frank Caliendo. But I don't so give weird. a shit. That's fucking funny as hell. You know, the best uh, way to do a, a Robert De Niro smile oh my God. is flip it upside. Is flip it upside down. Yeah. The smile is upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that was hysterical. Um Fire my friend, right? You know, you know, we all look at all these fires, right? Yeah. Um I wanna save interview for later since we both saw it, but so do you want to get to some of yours or do you want me to do Queen of the Dan first? Uh uh let's do Queen of the Damned when we talk about interview because okay. uh let me find let me find my list. Uh okay. <laughs> you ready for some other weird <laughs> Uh, oh, Vampire of Brooklyn. Uh, full disclosure, you did tell me a little bit about this um, off air. I told you a little bit about it. And I think we talked about it a bit on, on Todd's, or one of our get vocals. I don't remember which one, but yeah. It's all, at, at the same, I mean, not in disrespect to Todd, it's the fucking same goddamn thing at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just you like got a... Todd Askew and you got Todd Askew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he's embraced. Like, it's not totally. like, like hornswoggling his show. Like, nope. No. But, mm. okay, so. Can I <laughs> drink my soda safely now? Go for it. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll be sound. Go ahead. No, go ahead and talk. Just... No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't do it now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. Okay. Just talk. All right. Uh, Let me this... tell you about Vampire Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because I avoided this movie forever, right? You avoid. You actively I... avoided it? I mean, it was like the curiosity of like, I want, I'll watch it. But the title doesn't help, and it looks like a uh, a vamp, a black exploitation, like a blackula type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and for the record, I'm not making a joke. There's a movie called Blackula. I just want to. Oh put no, that there out absolutely there. is. I'll back you up. But for for those that might be too young to realize, in the seventy, I want to say mid seventies, Rico, there was so a exploitation. Yeah, there was a there was a run of movies that were known as black exploitation movies, and and Blackula is one of them. So we're not being racist, and we're talking about a thing that it, that happened. And I've got to give, but, but I thought it was going to be that. It was just like it looked like a hokey vampire film, and I was like, Eddie Murphy as a fucking vampire, like what? Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? And then I saw it, and god damn, it it's pretty good. Really, like it's 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 pretty fucking good. Okay, but you have to look at this as like, you know, like we like the movie Black Panther, but we acknowledge it's entertaining for us. This movie is not for us. This is so African American kids can have that fucking hero to look up to and not have it be stereotyped, right? Right. Same thing with Vampire in Brooklyn. It is an almost entirely black cast, but it's not like. We're just going to put black people in it. It's just, this is just the story. Right, right. And it sh- it shows a black vampire without being a stereotype. It's not Blackula. It's so... It's a guy who just happens to be African-American well, who's a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not African-American. He's, Car- he's from the Caribbean. Oh, right. But I'm saying... Yeah, go ahead. 
But, and that's, that's a really, I mean, first off, Eddie Murphy's got that really distinct voice. Yes, he does. No matter what you're watching, whether you're watching Shrek or fucking watching Beverly Hills Cop or Nutty Professor, even when he changes his voice, you can still tell that's Eddie Murphy. Like, he's got that distinct voice. Even when he does amazing impressions, you're like, that's Eddie Murphy doing an impression. Like Robin Williams. You know what I'm one saying? Like, we just, like, one exception. I will say that for real. The white Jewish dude from Coming to America? Uh-uh. Um, I mean, you know it's him, but I'll, I'll okay, I'll give you that. That is probably the, that's, that's the one time. I didn't. Like, you not, didn't know I mean, movie? as I've gotten older, but early on when I first saw that film, uh, no. Uh, I, no. I totally saw it. Yeah. Like, I saw it, but I had to confirm it. Let's put it that way. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but you also have to remember, I grew up with the Eddie Murphy where, like, I just assumed Eddie Murphy, if he was in a movie, he was going to play every character. So when I went back to, like, coming to America, I was like, he's not every dude? Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's not the chick? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, um... Vampire in Brooklyn is is it's just it's it's good because it's actually like it goes in the history of like as Eddie Murphy it's so weird I'm saying this as Eddie Murphy narrates this vampire movie um he talks about how way back in vampires originally I guess originated in Egypt is how he presents it okay and when vampires were being hunted by the humans they fled and some most of them kind of like hid out uh, in the Carpathian Mountains, which is where Dracula is. Carpathian Mountains is in Romania. Yeah, yeah. A- and, but he belonged he belonged to a sect that hid out in the Bermuda Triangle in the Caribbean, where fucking nothing is going to, like, attack them. And then they would just, like, pick off stragglers lost at sea. And so he comes to Brooklyn because he has a time limit. If he doesn't get, like, he's looking for the daughter of a vampire who is unaware that she's a vampire or half vampire or a dampire. Dave, she's a daywalker. Okay. It's actually called damper. Like it's, 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 that's what, that's what blade is. It's called the damper. Interesting. I don't think I, I don't think I knew that. It's something like that. Right. Right. Um, And it's played by fucking. So she is, so Angela Bassett plays a, a Brooklyn cop who's unaware that her father was a vampire because he died before she was born. And then her mom is like crazy and died and blah, 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 whatever convoluted plot, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So he is trying to seduce her to turn her and he has to do it before the next full moon or something happens to him. He dies. They don't really actually explain that too much. It's just sort of in, uh, implied that he's like, got to do this before the next full moon um, and turn her full vampire. It's, it's just such a, it's like, I have a love hate for it because it's really fucking funny, but none of it is from Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy plays it straight as much as possible. Like he's not, I mean, even when he's cracking jokes, he does it in a kind of a sinister way of trying to be like suave and, and shit. You know, he's trying to be like the, you know. I am an old vampire, so how about you? Like, you know, he's trying to be romantic, and even, like, the, like lines, he says to Angela Bassett, he's like, I would like to take you out for dinner. Or, you know, he says, I would like to have you for dinner, or something akin to that. So he's trying to play it as straight as possible, and it's just coming out like a comedy, basically. 
Well, it, yeah, and and I read that was different because Eddie Eddie Murphy wrote it with his two brothers, Charlie Murphy and Vernon Lynch Jr. I uh, look, I got it right here. Uh, writers. Well, Eddie the, the Mur- story yeah. was them, and then there was other screenwriters that added to it. No, no, but you're right. It's it's Eddie, Charlie Murphy, and Vernon. I was looking to confirm Vernon Lynch for you. That's correct. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't say Junior or not, so I can't confirm that part, but it, Vernon Lynch. I, I think they're uh, – because Charlie and, and Eddie had a real father, and then they were uh, – their stepfather was named Vernon, so. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I assume it's, it's their half-brother. And I think it was just like them kind of – Hanging out one night, be like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if we had a vampire, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, you that's know, funny. Set him in Beverly Hills. Nah, fuck Beverly Hills. Put him in Brooklyn. Ooh, Brooklyn. I like that, Charlie. At least it's not Detroit this time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's but an interesting fact. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just, no, tell me your interesting fact. Well, so apparently, because and and this is something we talked off about talked about off air, but Kadeem Hardison is in this movie. Uh, Dwayne yes. Wayne, Dwayne Wade from a different world. I forget the character's name, but he's in White Men Can't Jump, um, and he's also uh, an army brat in uh, Renaissance Man, which is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, he he's the uh, adversary for Marky Mark for the mo- the bulk of the film. Yeah. Um, but he's also in this, and his character's name is Julius Jones, which you probably know because you just watched it. But apparently, I, Julius is based off Renfield. Yes. So he turns into he he. So what's his name? Uh, Kadim. What's his name? Kadim Hardison. Kadim is essentially the Renfield of this film. He he first he runs. You know he he's a, a bookie and he owes money to the mafia. And right when he's about to be shot by literally Tony and Anthony. <laughs> and they even say like, oh, Anthony, I'll give you your money. He's like, man, don't call me Anthony. My name is Tony. This is Anthony. Like, they're doing that <laughs> shit. And then fucking uh, Max, played by Maximilian, is, is Eddie Murphy. Right. He comes in and saves him and fucking eats the, the Dagos. As you do. Yeah, as you do. And Kadeem runs and then he finds him. And he's like, "Look, man, don't don't eat me, man. If you want me, I'll get you a fucking bucket of fried chicken." And 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 he cleans his teeth and spits out like a piece of like flesh. And he says, "As again, as serious as possible." Like, I've already I've already had Italian. So it's like little puns and jokes like that. Right. But he turns him into a ghoul, which I actually didn't know what the origin of a ghoul was. But basically, a ghoul is someone who's kind of harshly turned into a vampire that's basically what runfield is is that he he's like he but like he starts rotting so, so it's not really what runfield does i was gonna say because wouldn't wouldn't star and michael qualify for that because apparently though at least in the lost boys lore if you until you do your first kill you're not a full vampire i, I think it depends how you look at it but yeah i think they well no because michael's getting the same powers as a vampire but he didn't he's able to fly and shit. Right, but he didn't have he didn't have his first kill. It was weird. So anyway, go ahead. I, I just... don't know. I don't know. It's it depends which version you're looking at, whatever lore you're looking at. But like, sure. sure. So in this case, he is part. He's just he's just given a couple drops of his blood, so he becomes like his servant. And I guess one of the side effects is he starts rotting. So like his ear falls off, mm-hmm. and like his hand falls off, and he like takes a mannequin hand and uses that as like as a disguise. Interesting. 
and he just gets older and older and older. And his uncle is played by John Witherspoon. I fucking laughed so goddamn hard watching this movie at both Kadeem and John Witherspoon. They're fucking hysterical. And because the movie opens with, by the way, this was directed by Wes Craven, who tried to make this as, like, he, he amped up the comedy, whereas Eddie Murphy tried to make it all serious. So you watch this two hodgepodge of different styles, and it's just like, some are funny, some are not. But the movie opens with the ship crashing into the port of, of uh, Brooklyn. And John Witherspoon plays like the sort of security guard. And so he's the first guy who climbs up the ship and he's looking, you know, and he says, Ahoy! Ahoy! And he's like, Ahoy, motherfuckers! <laughs> like, <he's> just... <laughs> That's funny. And he finds all the bodies and then a giant wolf, because it's this little vampire lore, sure. this guy can turn into wolf, which I'm like, That's a fucking werewolf, but okay. Uh, he tells the cops, so he's like, no, oh, man, I saw <laughs> I saw a big-ass wolf, motherfucker. And he's like, oh, you mean like this German Shepherd over here? Like, hell no, that's a chihuahua camera, the motherfucker that I saw. You ever see Wolfman? Yeah. All right, time's up. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh, look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Like a billion, motherfucker. Like, John... This movie is just a delight in this yeah. fucking flick. He, he, he's um, a delight in a lot of things I've seen him in. Hey, you know, oh, fr- uh, Friday, Little Nicky. Oh, we got to Little Nicky, Tithead. Just to yeah, just to list off the the Togan White Boy, and I know it's not the only one, so I'm making a joke. But uh, Mitch Pileggi's in this. Who's, who's Mitch Pileggi? You know Mitch Pileggi. He he's been in um. Well, you weren't an X Files guy. One Italian I don't know. Were you an X Files? You were an X Files guy. No. No. Uh, all right, hold on. Let I me... know Pileggi. I know the name Pileggi, but I don't. I, I always assumed this Pileggi was a relative of the other Pileggi. Hold on. Let me let me pull him up. Well, if if he is who I think he is, he probably played Tony. In or what in that movie? In no, you got me jumping Burma. around here. Uh, yeah, Tony the Hitman. That's Mitch Pileggi. Yeah. So he's the he's the quote unquote Italian that Max had. Right. But so mm-hmm. one of Max's powers is that when he consumes, when he drinks somebody, he can actually take on their appearance. So it's just another excuse for Eddie Murphy to play multiple roles, so, right? So it's Shang Tsung as a vampire. Ooh. You never played Mortal Kombat? No, it's been fucking years, but... The the main guy, the main boss, the, the M. Bison of the first Mortal Kombat, oh, Shang Tsung, okay, who could change yeah. it, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's actually a really interesting power. I haven't really seen that in too much vampire lore i've seen dracula and other vampires take change their appearance but that was like a like a variation of themselves it wasn't yeah 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 
Yeah, so Eddie Murphy, like, kills a preacher. And it's Eddie Murphy playing the preacher, and then he gets eaten by Eddie Murphy, and then Eddie Murphy becomes the preacher. And it's very reminiscent of, like, his voice in um, – it's very Al Sharpton. It's okay. very, like, stereotypical okay. preacher, like, I said the Lord is going to do this, like that kind <laughs> of shit. And that's where Eddie Murphy is funny because he's not funny as Max. He's right. funny as, as – as These the side characters. characters, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he fucking uh, he he fucking drains an Italian named Guido, this long haired, you know, hey yo, I'm Italian. What are you gonna do? Like you know, his whole fucking shtick he does where he sure. talks about Italians and Rocky and his stand up special. Yeah, he's just doing this like, oh, excuse me for grabbing my balls. Okay, lady, like he's done that. And you watch it, you're like, it's the worst Italian I've ever seen. It's so bad. Like it, and it doesn't. It's not. I don't mean it's like the characters are the caricature is bad. It's it's hammy. It's Eddie. It's right, kind of true. Right. But but the makeup of it looks really bad. It looks like Eddie Murphy with white makeup trying to be Italian. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. It's just, it's just so bizarre. Like the old Jewish guy is way better. But that, you actually brought up it's Vampire Brooklyn is just the vampire version of Coming to America. Really? Okay. Really? It's exactly the same. Huh. Foreigner comes to America, tries to get some pussy. <laughs> I think there's a little more to coming to America, but I get the point. I get the point. No, so. it's coming all over America. That's really what it is. Uh, but I'm bummed. Anyway, um, well, yeah. you know, maybe I'll have to check that one out. That sounds like one I might have to go and check out later. That's one of those ones where you should like have a drink before you start it. Just yeah, or two. Like just be like, this is a funny shit. Um. All right, then. What was the other one? You said uh, Dust Till Dawn was another one, right? From Dust Till Dawn, um, I saw that movie way back when I was a kid, and I fucking look at it as the first half is Quentin Tarantino's film, the second half is Robert Rodriguez. Well, that was the idea, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it's all Robert Rodriguez, but and it's all written by Tarantino, but stylistically, the first half is... It looks like a like. Then a, I think like I'm because there's a there is a movie where it's like a two part movie and it's literally one's directed by Quentin I think and then one's... you're thinking of Four Rooms. No. Oh no, you're thinking of, you're you're thinking of Grindhouse. Yeah, isn't that like a directed by two different people and it's like half yeah. one or half yeah half one person. Well, it's, it's not one whole feature and it's like it's not part one. It's two separate features that are billed as a double build like movie theater thing okay okay like way back in the 70s they would yeah like you know you go Double to the movies you see two for you know and they were like really shitty films but yeah that's why they're like here watch these and half the price yeah right exactly yeah um but he i mean yeah from just on first off i have yet to see a movie where george clooney is as badass as he is in from dust till dawn that dude was cool as shit and was the level-headed brother compared to Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I remember movie. Tarantino being like the, the loose cannon-type character. The psychopath, weird, yeah. schizophrenic one who's like lusting after Juliette Lewis and hearing voices and, and he's just overall creepy. And and even like the little thing of like him having like a fucking retainer, which is weird. He like has like a bit and, and he puts it in his mouth and he's like, oh, I grind my teeth. It's like, of course you do, you fucking freak. And he's, like, trying to, like, smooth talk Juliette Lewis, and, and it's so... But that's the point, is that he's the awkward, shitty brother. And, I mean, it, it definitely feels like a fucking Rodriguez film when you look at the cast. You got Danny Trejo, 
You got uh, Cheech Marin. You okay. got uh, Tom Savini, uh, who is a, an amazing stuntman, and he was an ma- amazing makeup artist. He created Jason Voorhees. Like, he designed the, uh, this, the look of yeah, Jason yeah, Voorhees. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I mean, he was in Zack and Mary. I mean, he popularized the zombies. That's why he has a cameo in Zack and Mary, because it's set in Monroeville in Pittsburgh, all, which is where they filmed Night of the Living Dead. Okay, okay. Um, well, you know, it's it's funny because I'm looking, because I was curious about this, and I, I know I was right. Um, this is one of his first real movies. Tarantino, or not Tarantino, um, Clooney. Rodriguez. Oh, Clooney, yeah, because he was doing ER. He was doing ER, and he did a couple other, and he's been in other movies. Like to, I want to stress, like he, he's been in other movies, but it looks like he was like a secondary or a supporting character. Like this was the first, yeah. like, Clooney's up front movie that he was in and and you know what's interesting to me and i'm not trying to get off topic but only two years later is batman and robin like i didn't realize it was that close together like i thought he was much more Clooney by that point and he wasn't you know i mean to be fair i think he did put in a decent amount of films in between like no. he did out of sight no that's no. that's after batman and robin uh-huh Oh wow! So he went from vampires to Batman. He no one fine day in between. That's the only film in between. I, I don't even know what it would. Fi- I've never seen one fine day. Uh, it is. It looks like it's a romantic comedy with Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Not to get. Well, I don't. I don't want to get into all the thing, but that's that's it. You know. But like, I'll 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 say that him doing Batman and Robin, he had to reinvent himself, and then we got a whole slew of great Clooney flicks. Now he did Batman and Robin and Peacemaker in the same day, in the same year. The same day. Same day, yeah. And then, like, he started with Peacemaker, and then he got tired. That's why his performance in Batman Robin. Exactly. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm but, but to your point, uh. he was. You know, the thing that's interesting is you said it's the most badass you've seen Clooney be a badass, and it's his first fucking film. You know. Yeah. For the mo- I mean, I, I mean, it's not his first fucking. I mean, what? Well, uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. I think is his first film. As a starring role. As an actor. Oh, um, no, his first film film as an actor looks to be a movie called Return to Horror High, oh, okay. where he plays a guy named Oliver. At least according to the IMDb. No, I take that back. There's a thing called And They're Off. And They're Off. Well, okay. Well, see, I'm the rare motherfucker who actually loved the From Dust Till Dawn franchise. Like, I saw the other two directed video movies okay there's two and then there's one called three like the hangman's daughter it's a prequel and they're not as good the second one's not bad but it's that very campy texas mexico vampire feeling but like half the budget like and like half the cast you get like robert patrick you know like okay he went from he went from t1000 to like jesus christ like i was the i was like the villain in 91 why the fuck am i in this movie yeah, he ended up on a on a a TV series uh, towards it. He's a tr- he's in True Blood as well. Okay, I he mean not, on... he's not heavily he's not like a main character. Oh, no, like in in this one he was a main character. It's a show called Scorpion about geniuses who who uh, solve problems and crimes and stuff for the Homeland Security. I believe he, he did a lot of TV. He did a, he was uh, prominent in a in a season of Sopranos. Okay. Like a yeah. Old, old I, like Robert, I, I like Robert Patrick. I feel like he gets a bit of a 
bad rap sometimes. He does. He, yeah. he gets a bad rap. I mean, I, I, I mean, he scared the fuck out of all of us, and he won. Yeah, he did. T two. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then there's, you know, there's a show of uh, from Dustal Dawn. I've heard that it didn't last very long, if I recall. It lasted a couple seasons. I did saw it? the first season, and it was. The same but different. Like it's the same plot and they expand. It's the it's the Gecko Brothers, which by the way, the Gecko Brothers was an homage to the Frog Brothers from Lost Boys. I was gonna ask you, so you beat me to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Three seasons. But, uh, actually. Three so yeah, okay. Yeah. I only got I think the first I think I saw like a, a season and a half. And I was like, okay, they're deviating from the movie so much, but they changed it to the point where it's not really so much as vampire bats. It's in the show. It's more in the show. It's more of how they're like they're vampire reptiles, if that makes sense. So instead of like bats, they come from a sect of vampires from like snakes. Okay. So like it's like the fangs are not your stereotypical vampire fangs. They look like the like a fucking. Uh, a viper thing, you know, like a, like a snake. Right. And it, and they inject the venom, and that's the vampirism. You do realize you lose me right there, right? Like, that's immediately yeah. you lose my ass. So. Well, I mean, I would imagine you have a hard time watching the movie just for that scene with the bow constrictor on Salma Hayek. I don't remember that scene, probably because I closed oh, you, my eyes. Yeah. She's introduced and she gives off the sexy ass striptease dance, and she's got a fucking snake all over her ass. Yeah, and, I, prob- I probably, I probably didn't, I probably didn't watch for that section. So, oh man, I, I, I had a lot of mixed feelings. Let's put it that way. I'm just like, <laughs> this is sexy. This is scary. Fuck it's, that noise. Yeah, <laughs> and she apparently had to get like drunk. She was like, I, I can't remember if she got drunk or if she got hypnotized. It was one like she had to get into like a. An out of body experience to have that experience because of the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. No, it's her. not about her wearing a bikini. She's like, <laughs> like oh, that's what I was like, saying. Because I, I know what men like to look at, motherfucker. I was gonna say because, like, what, like, did Kev have to get her high for that other, you know, for the scene in Dogma? Then you know, or whatever. But no, yeah. yeah. Um, it's so weird that Summer Hike was in a Kevin Smith movie. It's so weird. It's so weird. There's a lot of people in Kevin Smith movies. Uh, dude, Clooney delivers one of the best fucking lines in that movie. He says, uh, uh, don't you ever fucking run out on us because I got six little friends. They're all faster than you. <laughs> I like it. That's a good line. It's a great. It, I'm telling you, the whole movie is gold. It's underrated, but it's gold. And you get Harvey Keitel, who's fucking just like. And you get Parks. His, Parks is in this. Michael Parks is in the opening scene. And he plays the same character in every Tarantino movie that he's in. He plays um, the sheriff. He plays uh, Earl Brown or or sheriff something, sheriff whatever. Right. And, and he, he and it's like he's died in almost every single incarnation that he's featured in that character, but he keeps bringing him back. Um yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I love the way the vampires look. It, it was a different, because like even Lost Boys, even when like Kiefer and Jason Patrick are all vamped out, they are still kind of like, they're monstrous, but they're still kind of good looking. They're not good looking in the sense of like Edward Cullen, you know, they're, or, or even Lestat, which we'll get to. 
Right. They're, right. They're not distorted and monstrous. They're monstrous, but not as yeah. ugly as they are. Yeah. And from Dust Till Dawn just said, fuck that. We're going to like make them all horrifying to look at. Like, you know, at one point there's a fucking like there's a character who like has like a giant gash, like a mouth in her stomach. Like it, it's bloody. It's gory. It's fucking awesome. And how they have to use like it's very zombie land esque or shot of the dad shot of the dead esque where they have to like find like objects around the room to use to kill vampires. Like they fill up uh, condoms with holy water to throw or like a squirt gun full of holy water and, and because Harvey Keitel plays a priest, so he blesses all the water. So there's um there's two things here I want to talk about in the trivia from Dust Till Dawn because I've I've seen it once, but I don't remember enough about it to really kind of talk about the the moment by moment. You know what I mean? Like so. You're not you're not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to I have to go against your your theory at least according to now. Granted, this is IMDb, so there could be some you know, but uh. Selma Hayek has a real fear of snakes and was always has always refu- had always refused to be near them. Naturally, when she read the script, she knew her phobia would prevent her from taking the part. Robert Rodriguez conned her into thinking Madonna was ready to nab the part instead of Hayek, who then spent two months with her therapist to overcome her fear prior to filming. So there was no mind altering. Oh no shit. Ma- but she ma- still had to go to therapy in preparation, and, and there might have been hypnot- hyp- hypnotherapy there. That might she might have been hypnotized there, but it wasn't like something done on set. <laughs> like, damn, Robert, that is some low shit. Yeah, so you could have just not had the fucking snake. But no, like, no, not- yeah, right. No, but no, we gotta have the snake. Yeah, so, um, so that's number one. And then, are you interested in some of the actors that were up for the role before Clooney took it? Sure, uh, Antonio Banderas, of course. Uh, I'm gonna, just done Desperado. I'm going to read some of these out of order because there's two of them that I'm like, are you fucking serious? Okay. Um, hold on to second. be fair, hold on. To be fair, George Clooney is an odd choice in theory, especially at that time. You're like, motherfucker, the dude from ER and Roseanne, really? We're no, going to put I, him in this vampire movie? No, I get that. But like, there's one, in, there's two in here that I'm like, mm, no. All right. All yeah. right. So Antonio, Antonio Badenis. Uh Michael Madsen. Of course. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Tim Roth. Yes. Uh, Chris Walken. No. All right. No. And, and then James Woods. Those are the ones that are like, okay, I kind of get them. James Woods, I know, did a vampire movie called Vampires, like John Carpenter's Vampires. I okay. still haven't seen it. Sure. So I that makes sense to me. All right. So here are the three that are like, uh, not so sure about this one. Right, uh, the first... On the first one I'm going to read you also has some trivia, to, like some more information to go with it. Um, John Travolta. I mean, that makes sense based on the fact that he was just in Pulp Fiction. Well, no, he hadn't done Pulp Fiction yet, according to this. According to this, he he instead went and did Pulp Fiction for Tarantino as oh, a, like a really yeah yeah dude. QT really fucking loved Grease, didn't he? I guess so. Um, Holy shit. Now, all these people we're talking about, all of them only passed because of scheduling conflicts, except for Travolta, who just was like, no, don't want to do this. It was probably a Scientology thing. He was probably like, I can't do it, man. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so, Travolta's, Travolta's number one. Believe it or not, to me, this is, next one is not the weirdest of the last uh, the last ones. Um, okay. 
Robert De Niro? Again, eventually went on to work with Quentin Tarantino, so... Oh, and um, Jackie Brown, right? Jackie, yeah. 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 Um, this is where it starts to get weirder for me. I'm not sure which one the weirder of the two of these. But I'll start... I'm going to start with what I think might be the less weird. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh okay. <laughs> and then Steve Buscemi. No, I know, I know Tarantino works with Buscemi a lot, but in that role, I mean... He would have been better as Richie. And that's Tarantino's role, am I correct? Yeah. yeah, he yeah, would, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is Buscemi... And, and to be fair, Buscemi pronounces his name both ways. He does Buscemi and Buscemi. I, I've seen so, both, yeah. I've, I've heard him say so both. So we're both right. Yeah. Technically, the proper Italian is, I think, Buscemi, but whatever. It's probably something like Buscemi, actually. If you no, want it's, to get it's, it's, it's probably yeah. it's probably like Buscemi Yanni. <laughs> That's and his you... name, is Steve Baba de Boopy. Yeah. Um, okay. But he, I mean, he was obviously in Reservoir Dogs. He was in Pulp Fiction again after this, though. No, he was in Reservoir Dogs before. No, Reservoir Pulp. Dogs. I mean, oh, Pulp. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, QT is like. I need everybody that I love who worked with me, you know. Your Buscemi he, sounds he, like Woody Allen. I'm sorry, or not Buscemi, but your your Tarantino sounds like Woody Allen. No, if it was Woody Allen, I'd be like, I need everybody who worked with me so I can fuck them and marry them. <laughs> Scarlett, it's you're so beautiful. No, see, my Woody Allen is just a a non Brooklyn. I'm sorry, my Quentin Tarantino is a non Brooklyn Woody Allen. Right. Right. Uh, because if you add the Brooklyn accent, then it just sounds like, oh my goodness. Okay, anyway. Kind of sounds a little gay, too. It's, like, I, it's not I, neurotic, it's just gay. I I gotta say, of this list, I can't see, like, half of them doing that role. I'm sorry, I, like... I don't... You also have to consider, this is the assumption that Quentin Tarantino was gonna play Richie. So you have to think, who could be a brother... Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. To fucking Quentin Tarantino. Even that, though, just because, like you said, Clooney's a bit of a badass in this film. And I agree with you. And so, in my eyes, from this list, and that's not a shot of these other actors, because I'm, I'm a fan of most of these actors. But right. uh, the only ones I see from this list that could pull it off in my eyes, and, and probably in this order, would be Michael Madsen, Antonio Banderas, or Tim Roth. And that's it. <laughs> Tim Roth for sure. Uh, obviously, Antonio Banderas would have to. He, they'd have to recast Richie. Can you imagine Quentin Tarantino trying to do Mexican or Spanish? 
Well, unless unless Antonio can do like a flat out American accent, I haven't heard him, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think he can. Okay, I I don't know, so I'm not gonna sit here and say talk shit on him because I don't know. I but. don't, I don't know if it's. I mean, even when he was like in Philadelphia, he still had his no kind of voice. <laughs> his, <laughs> no, Antonio, I could do like poos. <laughs> Uh well, who was who was it? There was a guy you were saying, oh, Michael Caine. You were saying that like the only way to do the best Michael Caine in, in, impersonation is to say his name. I feel like the same thing is real about An- Antonio Banderas. The only way you really do a good Antonio Banderas is, hello, I'm Antonio Banderas. You know, you have to you have to do you have to increase the way you say Banderas. Yeah, I am Antonio Banderas. Okay, now see that's you know. interesting. It says here Pulp Fiction's ninety four. But the yeah. trivia said that he didn't do from *Dust Till Dawn* to do *Pulp Fiction*, which was I don't know. Anyway, ninety-five, 96? ninety-four, according to this. Okay, and, well, I mean the scheduling. I mean, but like, but from *Dust Till Dawn* is ninety-six. Well, it may have been released late because they were like, "We're going to push out *Pulp Fiction* first. Oh, that could be. That could be. That could have happened. You, you could be right I about think that. Our, they're probably both produced by Miramax. They're probably both produced by the Weinstein's. Ugh. So they probably had, yeah, I know, real bloodsuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. I don't mean to laugh which, at. I don't mean to laugh at those fuckers, but that's pretty funny. I mean, he, they both prayed from dusk till dawn, motherfucker. Like that's the fucked up thing. But yeah, um, you know, I, John Travolta is a weird choice, but like I gotta tell you, John Travolta, even in Pulp Fiction, doesn't have the same type of toughness. As Clooney. Clooney could fuck someone up without a gun. Whereas Travolta only looks intimidating when he's got a gun. Well, that's he's what I'm saying. A- like, I, I don't have anything against Travolta. I just don't think he would fit that role for that toughness that you need. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think Madsen he could would do it. Fit it. He would fit it more than Walken. Walken is a real strength. No, Walk, I, I think there, I think all the remainder, like even, even De, and De Niro just would stick out, I feel like. I don't think he would fit in well. Do you know what I mean? Like... Can you imagine De Niro as Quentin Tarantino's brother and them having like an argument <laughs> and like 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 the, even just the little lines that Clooney delivers so brilliantly? Like I'll do the the bullet lines. Like all right, don't you ever fucking you know d- don't you ever fucking leave me? Don't you do it? I got six fucking little friends with the better the fast. Like it's just it doesn't work. Yeah, no, no, it and and same work. with walking. I I I have. Six I friends. Have six little friends that are faster than you. That are faster than you. They'll catch you eventually. They'll catch you and, they'll, and they'll get you and then you'll die. You'll yeah, like, die. yeah, it doesn't. It's you know, I actually did a halfway have... decent impression in, in and you trampled all over it, fucker. Thank you. <laughs> I tried. Uh, okay, well, go ahead. No, I did it and it's already done. It's over. No, I'm I was not, walking no. all over it. Yeah, mean? yeah. Let's move on. Um, I'm walking here. Uh, walking on sunshine. Um, wow. <laughs> so he was in that movie. He'd be in the dark. Yeah. Right. Oh. Um, I want to go. I want to. Do you want to go to? Did you have another one from your list? I don't remember what I, else was I, there. I, yeah, I had uh, Fright Night. Okay, I know nothing about that film, so that's all you. Okay. Fright Night is a fucking is. So I I saw the original and I saw the remake. I actually bought the remake because it was nowhere. And I bought it on DVD. It was nowhere on streaming. Sure. So the premise for both of them is a uh, young teenager finds out his new neighbor is a vampire. 
That's the premise. Okay. He finds out his new neighbor named Jerry, Jerry the Vampire, uh, is is living next door to him. And he slowly like realizes like, oh, there's a woman that went missing and he saw her in Jerry's bedroom when he was peeping Tom kind of shit. And the original is played by Chris Sarandon, the Jerry the Vampire is. So there's your other Princess Bride little fucking connection here. And he it's such a weird performance because it's really good. And it's a weird movie. It's very schlocky eighties kind of um, camp. It's very camp and camp to the point where it's like, this is kind of like kind of a gay vampire. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of homoerotic situations where Jerry, I mean, he's not fucking men, but like he's got his own little Renfield ghoul dude. And like the way the camera is positioned where like Renfield is like sitting, is kneeling in front of him, like fucking with his suit, but it kind of looks like he's blowing him. Um, can I, can I jump in for just a second here? Uh, sure. On IMDB, cause I pulled it up cause I wanted to at least have some concept of what you were, you know, referring to. Um, uh, you, you use IMDB a lot as much as I do, I think, if not more. Um, so you yeah. know, there's a section where there's plot keywords. Sure. Uh, the third plot keyword is homosexual subtext. So there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Just, just, just to kind of back up your, your point here. That's all, really. Yeah. What I, I'm not introducing anything new. Like it's a. It's, you watch it. You're like, oh, of course it's gay. <laughs> and I've always, I've always kind of been of the opinion that most vampires in any culture are at least bisexual. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, e- even Lestat is bi. Sure. Um, because when you're you know, living living for 200 years or more, ad- yeah, or more minimum, yeah. you know, you, you get, you eventually you're like, oh, I'll try it, dude. Like, what do I care? I'll, I, you know, I'm immortal. I don't care. I don't have a strong argument for this, but I would say potentially that Louis is not, but he's might be one of the few rare ones as opposed to, um, you, you know, in you, the book series, he does become by. Okay. I'm saying from the movie, though. I've never read the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I, we, he wasn't, like, lusting after fucking Christian Slater, but, you know, he was, you know... I, there is, it's implied that, like, he and, and uh, Lestat probably fooled around at least once, you know? They got, a, they got a victim drunk, they drained her, they got drunk, and they fucked. That's probably what happened. They woke up in the coffin together and, like, what the fuck? Uh, so, I would say, uh, you know, bisexuality and vampires are pretty common and even it's even subtle in the sense of fright night where chris sarandon is always eating an apple like that's his thing like he's not just drinking blood like he walks around and just chops on an apple and he he added a joke to the director he's like i think jerry's got a little bit of a fruit bat in him he's got some fruit bat dna that's a bad joke but all right it's a bad joke but like he's like i think he's got some fruit bat in him and so, look, the movie is 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 what it is. It's kind of hokey, and and, and it's it's called Fright Night because it features a like a Elvira esque show within the movie okay. called Fright Night, and it's it's like a TV show host who, you know, he's like, I am the famous, you know, vampire hunter, blah blah blah, and then the the kid gets him to help try and kill his vampire next door Hmm. and there's a character named evil Eddie and I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't know why the fuck most of the cast is kind of bad. 
if I'm really being honest. It's uh, really just shitty acting and overacting. Stephen Jeffries is his name. He's so obnoxious and so annoying. And he's got this weird, like, <laughs> kind of laugh. It's like, what the fuck? Sounds it's like just, a it's just off. poor man Sam Rockwell. That's, uh, sure. I, I mean, I, I could go with that. But, and I don't say this often. You've heard me say this a lot. But the remake is decent. Like, it's actually really good. So you get Anton Yelchin. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. I'm just, um, and you get, so you all, as for Jerry, you get Colin Farrell. Now, out of all these actors, Colin Farrell, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Christopher Lee, uh, every, every Gary Oldman, it doesn't matter how fucking good they are. They all look ridiculous when they have the fangs in their face going, like, it all looks hokey. It all looks ridiculous. And Colin Farrell kind of adds to that because he does this kind of thing where he, like, he's not doing the hissing coming at you to bite your throat. Right. He does this kind of, does the kind of weird, like, just like a subtle when he's near a cross. He just goes, and, like, kind of flinches away from oh, it. Oh, like it's, a it's cat very, when it gets near a dog, but not far. In, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's it's very subtle, but it's very... Colin Farrell is is what George Clooney is from Dustle Dawn. He is, like, badass. He's kind of sexy. And he's charming and villainous. And he's and he's smirking through every fucking scene. And he's he does a lot of, like, expression with his eyes. Like, you know, as he's lightly threatening the kid, the teenager... You know, like there's a scene where he wants to borrow, like get a six pack of beer. And at this point, the kid is kind of like suspecting that he might be a vampire. So he doesn't invite him in. Mm. So he like offers the six pack of beer and Jerry can't go in to grab it. And they're both kind of aware of what they're doing. And like he re- he hands him the beer and then Jerry reaches to grab it and Anton pulls it back. And Jerry just has a smirk on his face like, okay, motherfucker, you know I'm a vampire. You're really fucking with me now. <laughs> uh, it's shit like that. It's actually, and it's set in Vegas. I'm like, wow, vampires in Vegas. But that makes sense because, you know, he uses that as a cover that he works the the uh, day shift at the strip. And he's up all night. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Tony Collette's in it and uh, fucking McLovin. McLovin plays Evil Ed in it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a, and, bi- a bi- bigger cast in this. What? And uh, David Tennant. David Tennant plays the Fright Night host, but he yeah. changed it from a late night horror sh- show to a Vegas magician um, who uh, uses and see, vampires in his in his shtick. Now, see, I like when they do this kind of stuff, and we've talked about this before. When they when they do something like a remake or a new TV show, like like just to, as an example, like The Flash on the CW or Supergirl, those shows. I know um, who you're bringing up. They they gave Chris Sarandon a role in the film. Now, it's not the same role, obviously, but they at least gave him a role in the film, and that's pretty neat when they do that kind of stuff, so I like that. That's pretty can I, cool. Can I ruin it for you? Sure. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> you're not going to watch it? Oh, Probably okay, not. So no, yeah. At this point, Jerry is chasing after the family. They're driving off, and they're looking, and he's like underneath their car, like holding on, trying to break through underneath the car. Sure. And they're not paying attention, so they crash into another car. Yeah. Chris Sarandon gets out of the car. He's like, what the fuck? You didn't see me? What the fuck? And then Jerry, played by Colin Farrell, just goes up and 
and bites him. And, and it's just like a glorious ass cameo. It's like, of course, they just had to throw him in there somewhere. I still, I still like when they do shit like that, though. That's just a thing. I do me. too. I, yeah, I do so. too. Um, but all right. I think so. Okay, so I think I mean I'm not gonna watch this movie. I know nothing beyond what you've just told me. <laughs> or, or is there anything worth going deeper into that one, or should we move on to the next next vampire film here? Um, not really. I mean, the apart from Interview with the Vampire, which I think we're kind of saving for last. Um, well, just the Anne Rice it, ones in general, really, because we haven't done Queen of the Damned yet either. But right, yeah. Um, I saw Horror of Dracula, which is. The oh, is that that old red... school one with uh, Chris, Chris Lee? Or... Christopher Lee, yeah. yeah. It's uh, and it's fucking good. Like it is, it transcends. Like it is is groundbreaking. It's a little weird in the sense that it follows the original Dracula storyline. So, Jonathan Harker goes to Transylvania. Okay. Blah blah blah. Dracula goes to fucking England. Blah blah blah. But they change it. It's the Jonathan Harker thing, but he's sort of, in this version, he's partnered up with Peter Cushing's Van Helsing. Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin. I, yeah, I know who Peter Cushing is. Uh, no, um, just, for, but, just for the audience. I'm like, true, so you get a true. very young Peter Grand Cushing. Moff Tarkin. But before you... But- before we continue, Rico, just remind me before we get into the Anne Rice ones, I do have a brief thing I want to talk about. It's a vampire. It's not a movie, but I want to talk about it very briefly. Sure. Okay, good. Uh, so... Instead of it's almost the implication that it's one part like it's all set in Germany, like it's it's not really England, and because they talk about how like Van Helsing travels from his home to Dracula's castle and it takes him ten days, and I'm like that's not possible. So I think the implication is they took like a like it's all set in Germany or. German era, you know, Germany and like Vienna, maybe in that kind of region. Okay. So they kind, of, but but everybody's British. Everybody's got a British fucking accent. So it, it is kind of like weird, but like, like at least Gary Oldman, who was British, at least attempted a fucking Romanian accent. No, he did. He did. Look, just to brief to briefly touch on that. Was was Oldman terrible? No, no. But he he certainly was. And again, the younger version that he plays is he was really good at. I was really impressed by that performance. The right. older <laughs> I am going to call him Tidhead from now on. The older Tidhead version of Dracula that he does that's a little over the top. And even even the flashback is a bit over the top. You know what I mean? Like especially when he finds his his wife dead. I, I, I actually, Enrico, you may or may not remember this. I think that was an exquisite acting clip in one of the Babylons. Like, I think they actually did that. It's, it's possible. I, even, I think there's a, even if they did a lot, even if it didn't, that qualifies, right? That, that see that scene specifically when he finds, you know, uh, his, his wife dead or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've seen a lot of clips from Stoker's Dracula. Featured in exquisite acting and blah blah blah. It's easy enough to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even just him being like children of the night. Like he just he just hams it up, and, yeah. and even his laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. It was really weird. But anyway, God, get back to your your Chris Lee and whatnot. Uh, yeah, Christopher Lee is like the first time where I've seen Dracula be like sexy. 
is weird. He like he you know Christopher Lee was that actor who just ex- oozes sexuality and like regalness, he, even and, when he's not trying. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's tall. He's he's half Italian, and he's like, and he has that nobility look. I mean, there's a reason he's Count Dooku. He's I was, was going to say that there are people that got a heart on as him as Dooku. I mean, let's be real. Oh yeah, yeah. Your swords, please. Like he's just, and he's got that voice. Yep. He speaks multiple languages. Speaking of he voices, was, he, he was the inspiration of, for Bond, essentially. Yeah, we've talked about that on the Bond episode. I remember, but I mean, like, I would honestly listen to Anthony Hopkins read a phone book. I'm not lying. I I could listen to that guy read a phone book. He's right up there with Morgan probably, Freeman for me. Yeah, he probably could narrate it, and and uh, he probably actually could memorize the phone book because he's got one of those. Like I told you, a little acting thing that he does is he reads his lines between 150 to 200 pages. So when he delivers, he does that laid back kind of style of just without thinking, like just he delivers. Like yeah, that's what he did in in Amistad. You want to talk about that? when he delivers that like that speech long ass yeah. monologue. Yeah. He did that on the first take. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't like, doubt he, it. He read a three, he memorized a three page monologue and it was pitch perfect. And then after that, Spielberg kept calling him, sir, Anthony, he kept adding, sir. He's like, you are a sir. Anthony. For fucking sir. I think he is, isn't he? He does have, he yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. He is. But you know, Anthony's like, Anthony's like he's like call me Tony. My name is Tony. Yeah, he's not. You are Sir Anthony. He's not that guy that needs to be Sir. Like I've heard that about him. He's very, very down to earth. Very yeah. yeah, He's he's working class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Christopher Lee is that. Christopher Lee is actually the opposite. Christopher Lee oozes royalty. Yes. Yeah. And even though he doesn't like, he's there's a lot of sequels to his version of Dracula, and they all are from this English company called Hammer. So there's Hammer Horror Films. And it was kind of at the beginning of when it started, like, horror movies became less Bela Lugosi-esque and more, oh, we're going to add some blood. We're going to add a little bit of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then they kind of became super, in, in a roundabout way, exploitation. Like, the later ones, there was one called, like, the Satanic Rites of Dracula or Dracula 1972 AD. So it's Dracula in the 70s. Okay. And they had, they had like disco fucking like um, Starsky and Hutch type of music, you know? It's just weird. It's just a weird fucking hodgepodge of genres just smushed together. And I don't think it works. But Horror of Dracula works really well. I mean, Peter Cushing is Van Helsing and Christopher Lee – he doesn't have a lot of lines, but what he does, I mean, he only talks like 14 lines. Like, do he has 14 lines, and that's it. Do you know how many roles he's had, Christopher Lee? You oh, he's, guess? Done, he's, done, he's done like 200 credits or something? 282 credits. Holy shit, dude. No, some of this is um, voiceover work, because he's done a lot of voiceover work, too. But that's still a whole lot of... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that dude didn't stop working until he died like that was the truth he, he actually has working. something coming out still oh, what the fuck he's dead uh he he was a narrator Is he playing a ghost i no. believe it <laughs> he was a narrator on a um he was a night writer narrator on, there you go. on no you were talking over me again fucker this is not no, a wayne manor thing fuck off no fuck you, no, fuck you. shut the fuck up um 
It's called The Time War, and it's about the uh, Nazi Party rise in Germany. It's a documentary. Uh, it. I don't think oh, okay. so. No, there's a guy. No, there's a guy. Jesus Christ and Hitler are both in this movie. Okay, anyway, I... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nazi star. <laughs> no. Potescu does not endorse the uh, uh, tying of Jesus Christ to the Nazi party together at the same time. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. I just... That's uh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's Christopher Lee uh, as Dracula. And he's... he's it's like the first time we kind of see like, ooh, Dracula's fucking. Like he doesn't fuck, but like gotcha. he's seducing his victims. I'll also I'll give you one also. Uh, a very very young Michael Goff. So Alfred from the Burton yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. as well as all four of those, is like in it as well, and he plays like the. The helper, or he—he's like Doctor Seward, or he's—he's he's another protagonist. Sure. Uh, but so, like I said, one of the changes they do is Jonathan Harker and Van Helsing are like working together. So he sends Harker to go to Castle Dracula under the pretense to find out if he really is a vampire. Okay. Because the the classic story is Harker discovers he's a vampire, but this is the, they do a slight change where he like he's sent there with the purpose of maybe having to kill Dracula, but he fails. You want to hear an interesting thing? Absolutely. He also played Frankenstein's creature in a different movie. Christopher Lee? Yeah. He he did a lot of hammer shit. He did... He was sort of the Boris Karloff of the... Hammerverse. 60s, of the 60s and 70s era. Yeah, of the Hammerverse. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Hammer time. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a... Look at you pulling the deep cuts. Yes. You were fucking uh, right. cum when that song came out. I mean... I was cum when most of these movies came out. I said when the song came out, when that song came uh, out. Yeah. Well, most of these movies, I mean, Lost Boys, like... Yeah. The only... I mean, Interview with the Vampire, 92. That's yeah. the earliest one that I was alive. Yeah. Yeah, of the ones Speaking we're talking about tonight. Yeah, probably. That's crazy. Not the book. The book's like 80. Or, no, no, uh, Interview with the Vampire is like 75 or something. Something it's like that, because book. Rucker Howard, she wanted, she had sold the rights to Paramount, I believe I read, and then ultimately the film didn't happen, and she had a Rucker Howard in mind to play Lestat. And yeah, Rucker Howard uh, eventually did be, play Vampire, and uh, he was in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Right, right. I saw that in my my research too. Um, before we get to the Anne Rice books, before we finish this up with that, I have two very quick, easy things to talk about with um, that are vampire related. One, I'll start with the funny thing. I watched. I, I I couldn't tell you who's in it. Couldn't tell you when it's from. Couldn't tell you if it's even part of this Hammer thing. And I don't think it is because it's it's the way you describe that that montage of films. It's not even that detailed. But when I was 12, my cousin came over and was, like, looking after me while my mom had to work on Halloween one year. And she's like, I'm going to bring a whole bunch of old horror films for us to watch. And when I say old horror films, I'm talking black and white. And I remember Dracula walking through... I remember two scenes. I remember Dracula walking through a cemetery, and when he walks past a tombstone because it's so cheaply made and it's they're like styrofoam it falls over as he's walking and they left it in the film like it's 
it's oh I, and then, I actually know what you're talking i know that movie and there's another scene where he turns into a bat and you see like the rubber bats on like the fi- you can see the fishing line like it's not hidden well at all like those are the two moments that i remember from the film do you re- do you remember if it was bella lugosi i don't i don't i don't i don't and i don't think it was because i think bella was in better films than that no no it wasn't okay no I tr- okay i trust you so I think you're actually talking about a couple of Ed Wood movies. I don't know. So t- towards the end of Bela Lugosi's life. Well, these this was all the same movie. It's one movie. I'm not talking about two different movies. I know, but Ed Wood would kind of like use some of the old footage that, from what some movies to do some of his later movies. He he befriended Bela Lugosi when Bela was old. Yeah, we've talked addic- about that. I remember. And yeah. addic- and addicted to drugs and unhirable. And Ed Wood had, like, zero, like, he did not give a shit. If a tombstone fell over, so what? Cut, print, that's it. First okay. take only. We're on a budget. So it sounds like you may have seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. No, this was definitely a vampire movie. This was like a Dracula movie. This was not, I, I know I know Plan 9 from Outer Space. It wasn't that. It was definitely okay. a, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but... It, but it's that same kind of thing. So if you're saying that's how Ed Wood operated, then that's what it was. But anyway, it's um, it's, it's schlocky. It's it's called Z. It's a it's a Z movie. Yeah, and the other thing, it's a little more serious, but I I love it, and I've brought it up on the show before. But I think it's it's apropos to what we're talking about tonight. And you'll never watch this, I know, because it's not your thing. But Netflix is running a series called Castlevania based on the video games. It's an animated series. And I got to tell you that when I was watching the Bram Stoker Dracula, despite all the the issues, the storyline lines up with the, what they're using on Castlevania, at least the beginning, the origin portion of it, about his... Uh, of Vlad the Impaler. You know, Vlad the Impaler, and then him disappearing for a long time, and then coming back and kind of raining vengeance down on on the people that... Uh-huh. That hurt, and man, it is so well done. So if, uh, again, Rico, I know you're not a fan, but if you're out there listening and you're an anime fan and you have, no, and, and you're a gamer who likes Castlevania, go watch, go go watch this series. It's on season three right now. I have not watched season three yet for reasons that are not even worth discussing. But I I will tell you that it's it. The first two seasons were killer, and, and the first season was brutal because it was four episodes, and then you waited something like eighteen months to get a new one. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, it was killer because it was the first four were so good, and it, and they didn't disappoint when they finally put out the second like full season. They didn't, and it's only I want to say eight to twelve episodes, something like that, and they're thirty minutes, so they're not talking like hours of content here, right. you know. Um. I mean, hours, but not like, you know, where you're getting, you know, like you get with like Luke Cage of eight 40 minute episodes or, or I mean, sorry, like 15, eight 40 minute episodes. It's not like that. But, um, but anyway, yeah, if, if you're a fan, go, go fucking watch that. Cause it's awesome. It is just awesome. So that's that. Um, did, did you ever see Dracula untold? No, no. Actually, I it's heard the of most. It. It's the most recent Dracula movie. It's with Luke Evans, the guy from Hobbit and uh, Beauty and the Beast. And uh, I don't know what else Luke Evans has been in. Um, I'm looking it up now because I have no idea. I want to uh, say, it, it, Rico, I'm wondering if, I, just by coincidence, this thing popped up. I wonder if the movie I saw was Son of Dracula. 
from 1943 because this looks like it might. There's a picture of it here, and it might that might actually have been the one I was talking about. It was like Son of Dracula. Is that with Lon Chaney Jr.? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, it might be. It might I be mean, that. Karloff, Lagosi, and Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr. all kind of were like doing all those roles. Lon Chaney Jr. is more popular for playing the Wolfman, but like oh, I, they all, they all did that shit. I know who Luke Evans. You're not gonna, you're not gonna like why I know who Luke Evans is, but I know who he is now that okay. I see him. He, he's in, he's in the last like three or four Fast and Furious films. Okay, well I, I don't care. I don't care how you. Know no, but you give me shit about the the Fast and the Furious. Films. I mean, deservedly so. Anyway, moving on. Anne Rice but films. He, Okay, uh, well, I was just saying, he played, he, they do the same thing with Bram Stoker's Dracula, but they go even further uh, with it, like, all about how, like, they, it shows a lot of him being as a mortal, like, as a human. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, so, yeah, and... if you're if you're curious, it's interesting. No, that actually, that actually sounds interesting. I might check it out. Um, so, how do we start this, this between Queen of the Damned and Interview? Because well, let's well let me say this and then I'll I'll say what you would say. They are drastically different from very each other. Much so. Um and I distinctly remember watching Queen of the Damned back in the day. I didn't see it when it came out, but I got it I saw it when it was on like D V D, so not long after, but you know, not I didn't okay. see it in theater or anything. And I remember thinking to myself this is pretty good. I mean, like, I, I, it wasn't as good as the interview, but I remember, I remembered liking it. Now you got to know something too. You got, or you got to remember something. I should say, you know how much of a, a music fan I am. Oh yeah. So, so the fact that Lestat's in a band and a goth band, and I did around, and around the time the movie came out, I had been managing dubbed in English, which was a basically a goth band in and of itself. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it it hit home for me in a very real kind of way on multiple levels, right? Because sure. of all that. The thing the thing I remember being confused about when I saw it was, first off, that doesn't look like the Lestat I know because I'd already seen <laughs> Interview. That's number one. And then yeah. now, having gone back to watch it, it's pretty fucking terrible. I mean... Yeah. It, <laughs> I, no I, disrespect to Aaliyah. But it's pretty fucking terrible. No, no disrespect to a couple of the actors in that film because I I like um the 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 girl the main girl who's also from the Mighty Ducks films um the the one that ends up becoming a vampire at the end that Lestat ends up with. I have only seen Queen of the Damned one motherfucking time. Oh, I thought you went back for this. Oh, because you didn't go back. No, for no, that I one. Saw, no, I saw Interview with the Vampire. You didn't go to the other one. You were like, fuck, fuck that. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to the fucking dark side on this fucking franchise. Um, once. Off, motherfucker. Margaret Marguerite Moreau is the actor's name. She played a character named Jessie. She was like the only American in Britain, England at the time because she didn't. I don't know if she was supposed to be American or just didn't hide the accent well or or didn't attempt the accent for England. But yeah, um, okay. but because she was also in in the Mighty Ducks uh, films though, so that's where I, I know her from originally. And then she was in this movie and she gave no mighty fox. <laughs> Yeah, and she hasn't. I mean, the only other thing she's been in is uh, logo one of logo Mike's favorite movies that he brought up, uh, Amer- Wet Hot American Summer. She was in that too, apparently, uh-huh. which I remember him bringing up. But anyway, that's not what we're I, here to talk about. I actually about. will give credit. Aaliyah does a good job. Like Aaliyah looked like she was a convincing old ass African vampire queen. Like I'll yes. give her credit. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and, and Stuart it, Townsend was fucking woefully not. 
See, I just don't know if they were trying to connect it to interview. Like, it's not an MCU. It's, no. It's not there. It's it's two separate movies that are based on the same fucking book series. And well, it's here's the, really weird. Here's the thing that I find really interesting is that Anne Rice wrote the screenplay for Interview. Yeah. And begged them not to make this movie. Like, yep. begged them. And according to the, the trivia I read, has never seen it. Like, she also was very upset with the casting of Tom Cruise. Like you said, she wanted Rutger Hauer. But she then but reversed it, on that. She Yeah, she paid like $3,000 or something to like put in like a glowing redaction and review of his performance. And I got to say. That says say a lot often, about her. Yeah, but yeah. I, no, no, no. I agree. By the way, do you know what her, do you know what Anne Rice's real name is? No. What her real first name is? No. Howard. I see that. She was born with the name Howard. She was born, like, it's not like a transgender thing. She was born with, like, her father said, I, her father's name was Howard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to name you Howard. She's a tribute to the story as either it's her father or her mother. She says, my mother was pretty bohemian. And she thought I would have a better chance in the world as a woman with a man's name. And I'm like, yeah, no, that didn't, that doesn't work. Howard Allen O'Brien is, is her phone at least was her legal name. I don't know if she changed it to Anne legally or not, but she now is... She, she, she did eventually. She changed her name to Anne when she was in Catholic school. A nun asked her, what is your name? And she just said, Anne, because she thought it was a pretty name. And her mother was with her and just didn't correct her. So she's like, all right, she clearly wants to be known as Anne. Right, but did she did she legally yeah. is what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah in, in the mid-50s. Um, but yeah, so that's... that. You know that to her, her, um, her both sides of that. You know what I mean? Like being really involved in and and happy with how interview came out and hating Queen of the Dam so much. The interesting thing is, by the way, do you know how Stuart Townsend got the role? Uh, no. or well, better better way to put it, why he was available for the role? Because he was tied up in another movie at the time and got fired from the movie because they ultimately didn't like the way he was portraying the character. Do you know who it was supposed to be? Was it X-Men? Mm-mm. Worse than that. Worse than that in the oh shit factor, not in the worst category of film, but... Who? He was Aragon. Oh, I actually, I do remember that. I do remember hearing that trivia. Yeah, he was Aragon, and he he looked too young and wasn't playing the role. You mean Aragorn. I've always said it's Aragon, but okay, the, yeah, from Ar- Ar- Aragon's the dragon fucking book. You mean Aragorn from Lord of the Rings? Yes, Aragorn. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm not going to argue. Trust me. Look, I'm not. I am not a Rings fan. I do not need all of Middle Earth <laughs> coming at you, motherfucker. Uh, either way, because... the point. The point is that he was supposed to be in those Rings movies, as as Randall would call them, and you know he ultimately got fired from that, and be, and because he got fired from it, he was available to do Queen of the oh, Damned. Man, he really suffered. <laughs> he got fired from one of the biggest franchises on the planet, and then he was in one of the worst fucking movies, period. Yeah. Let alone worst vampire movies. Just one of the worst... I mean, I will stress this. There are way worse vampire movies. I was doing, like, a search on all the streaming platforms. I just typed in vampire. Sure. There are, like, more vampire movies that I've never heard of, let alone seen, or never seen, Compared to the ones that I have seen that I actually do like. Like, there's right. an abundance of shitty vampire movies. Oh, sure. Sure. Now, from from the music perspective, right? Um, see, the, mm. 
the um oh I love the description on IMDb. In this loose sequel to Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> uh I just I just like how it said that. That's all. It was just funny to me. Anyway. Yeah. Um what I what I did like or some some here's some music trivia for you, right? So because the music plays a heavy role in the film. Did you freeze or are you just literally not moving? Oh my god, you were sitting so still, I thought you fucking froze, for real. Um, (laughs) And Dino wasn't moving, like, everything was just still. Okay, so... (laughs) You're liking that, right? I I just, I was just kind of, like, just looking off at nothing, and then you're just like, oh my god, you're so used to you being animated. Yes, that's kind of what it was. Um, So, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep moving. No, don't do that because I won't be able to concentrate. Um, All right. So getting back to Resident Evil that we talked about last week, briefly, Marilyn Manson wrote most of the score for Resident Evil. Well, similarly to Queen of the Damned, Jonathan Davis and Korn wrote most of the music and and some of the score, but definitely the songs that were portrayed in the... um, And and they were the... uh, they were the Jonathan Davis was the vocals for well no the whole the whole band really the right whole, yeah Corn played the music and Jonathan played the vocals here's the interesting tidbit right now at the time Corn's record contract prevented Jonathan Davis specifically from having his vocals appear on another recording in the same calendar year that a Corn album was coming out he was not allowed to record anywhere else in the same calendar okay. year. So on the soundtrack, the songs that are, you know, Lestat's band, the Jonathan mm-hmm. Davis voices, he couldn't voice for the soundtrack. So he actually okay. brought in other singers of the time that he was a huge fan of or friends with and got them to do the vocal. So it's still Korn playing the music and it's these guys coming in and 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 they sing very Jonathan Davis esque. Like they're not doing it in their band style. They're doing it right. It's not like he got Roy Orbison to fucking come in. You know, it's not like it's not well, that no, extreme. But, he, but even the guys that came in don't generally sing in that corn style. Sure. But so they're doing their best Jonathan Davis impersonation, right. if you will, but still putting their their spin on it. The interesting thing is, so the the five guys that he came in, because there's five songs, there's more than that on the soundtrack, but the five songs that are Lestat's band are, the guys that he brought in are Wayne Static from Static X, David Draymond from Disturbed, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, Marilyn Manson, and Jay Gordon from Orgy. Those are the I know two of I know two of those five. I'm guessing Chester and and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. 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 Um you probably Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Probably no Disturbed and just don't know you know it, but I guarantee you've probably heard some of their songs. Um, well, I wouldn't know if I knew I knew it, you know? 
Yeah, I hear you. Um, but if I but if I played a couple of them, you'd be like, oh, I know that song, or I've heard that song. Even if you didn't like it, you'd probably have heard it. Anyway. I'm that asshole who'd be like, have you heard this new band, uh, fucking Rolling Stones? They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the interesting thing for me is, of those five songs, three of them sound better with the alternative vocal than Jonathan oh, without- Davis. Uh, John David, Davis, right, and okay. and I like Jonathan Davis. Like I like Corn. I'm a fan of I the band. Um, and then there's two that sound better with Jonathan Davis's versions of the of the track. So it's I'm really gonna, I'm going to guess the Jonathan Davis version is better than the Marilyn Manson version. It it really is. Yeah, I hate to say yeah. it, but it really is. I like I like Marilyn Manson, but I also know that his his singing is hit or miss. Yeah, and then uh, he doesn't Jay- have a true voice. He doesn't have a, a good rock singing voice like Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis has a fucking bunch of range. I can I can acknowledge that. Yeah, Marilyn Manson is good for sounding creepy as all hell. Chester's got more range than Jonathan Elf for sure. That's, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but uh, and then the other one it, that Jonathan Davis sounds better on is the one that Jay Gordon did from Orgy. That and trust me, you don't need to know who that is because they're they're already dead. But um, the band meeting, okay. yeah. Um, and I and I stress. If they just wait a little bit later, it would have been Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor would have been oh, part of that whole for sure, for sure. Um, Look at me pulling out fucking names. I Paul, like right? it. I like it. Um, and I stress that the band is dead, meaning that the band no longer plays because two of these artists are actually dead now. So yeah, at that point, like it, it's not even you can't continue. Yeah, and well, no, but I'm just saying, like, but no, 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 no. I'm saying Orgy just disbanded because they weren't very good. But I'm saying, and then, uh, but of these five people I listed, two of them are actually no longer with us. Um, right. Chester and then Wayne Static from Static X. They're they're both no longer with us, um, which is a shame because I well, I I have mixed feelings about Lincoln Park, but that's a different conversation. And sure. and Wayne Static. Uh, hit or miss for me with their music. Some of them I love, some of it's not so much, but Wayne Static was a crazy good guitar player. Um, anyway, sure. um, but this soundtrack in, in music circles, that's the interesting thing about this, and there's a reason I'm bringing all this up, is as terrible as the movie is, the soundtrack in music circles is considered to be one of the best soundtracks of a major motion picture that's ever been ever been released like it's especially in the good. horror genre especially yeah especially in horror especially genre. In that. but but even like i i i know people who are music fans like i am and more that will put this thing right up next to forrest gump in terms of like quality you know what i mean they're they're di- no but i'm saying they're different styles for sure but the quality of the content not necessarily the you know what i'm saying like that like this soundtrack is really good. It's a good collection. It fits the movie. Same thing with Fart. But I'm serious. I've had. I've heard I people know, have that I've, conversation. I know. I, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm just laughing at the idea of Forrest Gump as a vampire. <laughs> I don't even. Know. I'm trying to come up with a joke there. But Hello, Jenny. I, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> I was trying to do something from the box of chocolates, but it's not working. Anyway, my mom always said life is like a box of. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's dark chocolate, you know, it's full of blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, the movie. I was I was surprised at how bad. Like, I could I bought this movie for this, thinking, well, I liked it the first time, so I'll be glad to have it in my collection. And now I'm kind of like, I, now you're really pissed off, aren't you? I'm not pissed off, but I'm like, I didn't need to buy that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, now, great. Can I get a refund? No, no, yeah, right. No. 
Just write it for a tax write-off for for Potiskew. There you go. There you go. Now, now, along with that, I did also buy Interview, having it already. I'd already seen it, but I don't own it, so I did buy Interview, and that I still feel to be worth the the money I spent. So sure. you know, um, because that movie is is really good. I I have my it's issues really... with pieces of it. I really do. I'm not gonna lie. There are some things I have a uh, issue with. You know, but. But if we're putting it side by side with Queen of the Day, oh, <laughs> you know? it's definitely one of the better vamp movies. I oh mean, sure, it's, I mean it has that type of cast that you're like, what if 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 you and I were introducing Interview with a Vampire to someone who had never heard of it and never seen it, we're like, okay, so the cast is Tom Cruise, and you're like, oh, he's the guy who's the interviewer. No, 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 he's the vampire. Yeah, and, or one okay, of one of he's one of the, he's and you're like, all right, who else? Uh, Brad Pitt, like, what? He's in the interview, all right? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Who's the interview? Well, in, Antonio Banderas is in it. What the fuck is he? No. Okay, uh, Kirsten Dunst. How old the fuck is she? Like, what is, no, she's like, like, 11 years old. 11, or yeah. She's, I actually did the like, search on this. She was 11 at the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's like 11 years old and she plays an 11 year old vampire. Like, what does that look like? It looks like a really pissed off, like, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bitch you don't want to babysit. Let's put it that way. Um, um I I, and, I know it'll never happen because it's a vampire, but I immediately think of the Deadpool line. I I pity the guy that presses her into prom sex. Right. <laughs> if she grew up, that was yeah, that, I mean it, yeah yeah that's what I'm saying. Uh, Go ahead. And they're like, well, who the fuck's the interviewer? Christian Slater. Why did that happen? Because River Phoenix had a drug problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we we praised. Christian a couple days ago for this because River was up for the role, yep. was cast, OD'd, and then Christian took on the role and then donated his entire uh salary payment. Yeah. Salary uh to the two uh I think it was charities. three. I think it was three charities. But it was all I, I, either way, he yeah, donated all, all charity, the charities. So. All of it. All two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's it's a huge it's a huge um it's a huge thing, and it was a huge, uh, uh, I want to say movement. No, no, but it was it was a uh, on on Christian's part to do that. It was a, it was a yeah. Oh yeah, and this was the height of his career. I mean, he was starting to become like, dude, Christian Slater is like everywhere. He was just in True Romance. I mean, yep. he was, but and, and sadly, Christian Slater is not you know as popular as he once was. Which is a shame because I think he's still a good actor. Personally, I'm a fan. Oh, he, so. he does a lot. He did a lot. He's done a lot of TV pilots that are just not like. Really he actually gone. was in a show that made it four seasons too, though. So if you want to yeah. get in that uh, with Mr. Robot, because that's he was really good in that show. Mm, I still have yet to see it, but I like I, Christian Slater. I I, I don't I think you would like wants us to do pump up the volume, so we'll have to do it. Uh, we do. I know. I I think I think even though you like Christian Slater, and I th- know to for the most part you like Rami Malek, I don't think you would like Mr. Robot. That's my personal I opinion. I, no, I don't think I would. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think I would. Um, and that's a shame because it is well done, but I just don't think it's something that's going to like speak to you. So I'm also not a big fan of Rami Malek. I don't dislike him. I just Kind of right. Well, that's what I mean, though. You don't you don't dislike him, but you're not 
you know, you're. I'm intrigued by him being a Bond villain. That's that's a weird I, poll, but yeah, I'm curious about that myself. I wish we were get. I wish we'd gotten to see it when we were supposed to, but that's a different. Motherfucker, I just want to see Black Widow. That's all I want. I'm not Actually, asking for much. I want Bond more than I want Black Widow, and I do want to see Black Widow, but I really want to see this Bond film. Like, I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I actually want to tell you, uh, Soul, that Pixar film is going to be released on Disney Plus. Okay. Exclusively. Okay. I'll have to, it'll probably be like that thing they're doing with Mulan. But anyway, that's right. Um. Um. So, I I don't know. I I, I saw Interview with the Vampire a lot when I was a kid. It was always like like scenes. I I never sat and watched it from beginning to end. Sure. Until I was old. It was always on like AMC or something when I was a kid or Bravo or some shit. And it was creepy as fuck, especially when I was a little little kid because I'm like like eight years old and I'm uh, my automatic thing is I got a crush on Kirsten Dunst at that age. Sure. You know, and at that time she was significantly older, you know, when I'm watching the movie for the first time. So then I'm like watching that. And then I went and saw Spider-Man. I'm like, what the fuck? That bitch grew up quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Um, you don't really see her much between those two films. I think she's in a few things, but she's not much between those two films. She was in like, not, it was uh, that cheerleader fucking film. Bring it oh, on. Bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but I'm that. Yeah. But I'm just saying. But even then from her from. But she didn't do much between even then, even when she's in the bring it on. She even if even if she is actual age, she's like 16, 17. So you're still talking five years, you know, of really. Just, no, 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 no. I take that back. She was in Jumanji. She was in Jumanji. That's right. I forgot about that. I forget about her in that film for some reason. I don't know why. I, that's not. Yeah. So yeah. if if we're doing the filmography of Kirsten Dunst, this is this is the Potosku version of Kirsten Dunst's filmography, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Interview the Vampire, uh, Jumanji, Bring It On, Spider Man, then fuck it. <laughs> Just, no, that's it. no. Interview uh, uh, Spider Man Two, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, then fuck it. Well, Spider and then Spider Man Two. Okay, and fair enough. Sp- Spider Man Three is when it's fuck it. But yeah, well, yeah. That fu- that fucked a lot of careers. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, but no. You she... know whose career didn't get fucked by this movie? What? Tom Cruise, because Tom Cruise, like, if you told me Tom Cruise is going to play a vampire, I would have been like, "That's fucking ridiculous." You know, it's interesting because I know I know Anne Rice loved it ultimately, and like like we talked about, she was hesitant at first, but then ultimately, like, kind of wrote that giant redaction or retraction, I should say, of. Just, you know, I either or no redaction means you just block it off so people can't see it. Retraction is like, I, oh, okay, my Mia Copa. Um, well, she, she paid for money, she paid like three thousand no. dollars. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like redaction is just like when you when you have all the written words and you cover it over the black lines, so that's not what she did. She was F- FBI, FBI, way. right, exactly. Um, so she writes this retraction of like, hey, I was wrong, you know, whatever. And I know she's a fan. I got to be honest with you, it's probably one of my least favorite Tom Cruise roles. Like, I, I just, right. I'm not saying he did a bad job. It just, you know, we, 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 we've teased Stephanie in the last couple episodes about suspension of disbelief. You know, okay. I struggle with believing him as a vampire. I don't know why. Like, it just, it felt out of place to me. Like, like Brad Pitt felt like a vampire. Antonio Banderas felt like a vampire. Some of the lesser known vampires in the film that I don't necessarily remember their names. Stephen to. Ray. Is he the guy that's like the, the guy that like walks up the wall and acts all funky? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, like, that's Stephen a, Ray. 
a lot of these people felt like vampires, and Lestat. Maybe that's maybe that's what the character's supposed to feel like. Like I don't. It is. Yeah. Is it okay? Because it just it just so, felt so over so, here. You know. Let me let me give you the quick little rundown. Is Please. that Lestat is the he's known as the the brat prince in okay. the vampire community. That to the point where like it, let's say uh, Anth, uh, Antonio Banderas's character is like the king of all vampires, right? Antonio Banderas. <laughs> and Tony Bedettis. Um <laughs> let, let, let's just say for the sake of argument that's that's who he is. Sure. Lestat, like when you go up against him, you're supposed to like fear the king because he's supposed to be the most powerful, right? Right. Or he's supposed to show your respect. Lestat would just say, like, just have this look of contempt. Like he doesn't show any fear. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't bow to him. He's just a he's the most vain vampire in literature. As well as cinema, even more so than Dracula. Okay. So Tom Cruise, I think, portrayed that effectively enough. Where he oh, I, like, I agree. I I agree with that a hundred percent. He, if that was the role he's supposed to portray, he hit it perfect. But yeah, he he physically he looks nothing like how Lestat is supposed to look. This look, regardless of whether you like the acting job of it, does Stuart Townsend look closer to Lestat? No. Visi- okay. No. No. Okay. Uh, if anything, it looks like they cast Stuart Townsend because he almost could convincingly look like he is a young Tom Cruise. And they actually asked Tom to come back and play in that movie, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm good." He's like, so. "He's like, <laughs> I got money now." <laughs> um, because if if anything, I think Brad Pitt probably resembled what Lestat is supposed to look like. Okay. Okay. And 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 you know, you're supposed to like Louis and I do. So I don't know if, you know, cuz there's part Louis of me that feels Louis. like he's <laughs> part of me feels like he's supposed to be a bit of an anti-hero in the film to a degree. Louis is? Yeah, to a degree because like he Well, he's he's a protagonist. I mean, he he no. he tries to hold on to his humanity as much as possible. Right, but there's then there's parts of him that you kind of feel I mean, there's some he he makes some fucked up choices a couple of times. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so do we all do. That's true. That's true. I can't argue with that. Um but and that's not me downplaying the character or Brad Pitt's performance cuz he was I I spot on. You know what I mean? It was it was really. Which I don't say often. I'm not a. I'm not really a massive Brad Pitt fan. I always kind of felt like Brad Pitt was not. He, I. It sucks, but I always kind of felt like Brad Pitt was just a pretty man and not a really good actor. My my favorite Brad Pitt role to this day is still Rusty from the Ocean's movies. I think he hits that perfect. I. I. I yeah. I mean, I don't. I can't think of anybody who would who could play it as good as he is. But like. He doesn't really do anything. He doesn't. He doesn't grow in the oceans movies. No, but he doesn't need to, and that's what I think is kind of liked about it. You know, I mean, same thing with the, the with um, Tyler Durden in Fight Club. Tyler Durden, I would say, is probably his best role for me. It's his best. Um, no, that's his best performance. My favorite is Rusty, but his best performance is probably Tyler. I'll give you. I'll agree it, with you there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot of. Brad Pitt movies where I'm like, oh, he's so good. But Interview with the Vampire, I would say, like, yeah, okay, fine. He's good in it. 
Um, I did like him in Moneyball too, if you've ever seen that. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I, I've I've seen Moneyball. Moneyball is the film that if you took Brad Pitt out, it would still be an ex- a, uh, an excellent film based on the supporting cast. Oh sure, no, no, no. I'm not you, saying you he could makes... have put Leo DiCaprio in Moneyball instead of Brad Pitt. You know, and it would have worked. Uh, I I think Brad's delivery works, but anyway, that's it. We're we're getting off the the point here because the point is about an interview with a vampire. But anyway, um, yeah, the 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 story is just so good. And then and watch, you know, listening to him tell the story and how he kind of reveals himself to Christian Slater in the beginning by like doing that super speed move across the room, you know, which they don't do that often. Mm-mm. They do it more in Queen of the Damned than they do in Interview, for sure. I know. It's it's like, why, like, even the little things of, like, when they're running from Lestat after he comes back. Yeah. Like, why did they super fucking speed, like, you know. I could give you they, an argument they, to that. I could give an argument to that. And that's it. They're not doing that on screen because it's assumed Lestat can move equally as fast. So there's no point in. You know. It's not faster, but why walks? But why run slow? You know, they did the same thing in Phantom Menace. When? What are you talking about? In Phantom Menace, in the opening, Obi Wan and 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 Qui Gon are like trying to cut through that door to get to the Trade Federation. Yeah. yeah. And then droid droidicas, the the dro- uh, the destroyers mm-hmm. roll up on their ass, and they block 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 the light the the blaster fire, and then for a split, it's like a split second. They move super fast out of the way. It's a blanket miss. They don't run away into the hallway. They shoot. And I'm like, why introduce that? And they never fucking do it. I wonder if it was just a camera trick. Movies. Maybe it was meant to be a, ca- it was a camera trick to fix a goof up or something. No, I don't know. No, it was intended that they actually like, use like force speed. Like force speed or force pushing or something. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, that's not my biggest gripe with the film, that they never... Oh, that's yeah. not mine either. I'm, I'm um, just, I actually don't have any gripes. I do. I have a couple. Of small ones. Like, like okay. just because, they, I mean, if you're going to put the kind of money into this that they did, you know, or the production value, let's put it that way, not the money, but the production value sure. that you put into it. And then when he's dancing with Kirsten Dunst's dead mother, you can tell <laughs> that's a fucking ragdoll. Like, you can... Of course. You, you know? Yeah. We'll put it, but see, and and here's the thing, and it came out around the same time. Um, Tom Petty did a music video for Last Dance with Mary Jane, where Kim Basinger basically plays a dead woman through the entire fucking video. She's never animated. She's just this dead corpse, but it's actually Kim Basinger just, you know, sitting there dead. And at one point, the he's dancing with, with her for lack of a better phrase, dead body. And that's uh-huh. more convincing than Lestat with this mom. You know what I mean? I, I have an argument for that. Okay. Okay. So Lestat is, as a vampire, they're all, they're automatically stronger. Sure. So he's carrying her with such ease that it looks like she's a rag doll, like a, just a, like a, a five and a half foot doll. But because he's so much stronger, she just looks like a lip. No, but doll. you can tell that they actually. I know, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm I'm reaching. Look, the the author's name is Howard. For Christ's sake. <laughs> stop, stop it. Um, I mean, it's little shit, right? It's not. It's not huge things. It's like that. You know what I mean? Um, I. 
they like making I mean, the this makeup in this was movie. really good. Oh yeah, the makeup. Well, I mean, and so all right, this is stuff I know you probably know, but I want to share with the audience. Um, actually, I know you know it because I think you said it to me, but I also read it when I was doing. Family, it looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. And stuff. Every time they would put makeup on the, the people playing vampires, they would actually have them hang upside down for 30 minutes, and then that would expose their veins more, and then the makeup people would, like, trace out those veins with the makeup to so that when that would eventually, like, sink back in, you'd still have that that look. To make, to, to make it look like they were translucent. Right, right. Yeah. And, well, I think I remember hearing someone, like, it was either Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, like, we were getting into character because we're hanging upside down like vampire bats. Well, here's the interesting thing about Brad Pitt. He hated fucking doing the movie. Didn't oh, yeah. want to do it. Was was absolutely miserable doing it. And then I'm trying to find the the specific uh, piece of dat- data that I saw here. Give me one second. Um, God damn it. Well, here's another interesting piece I'll read you while I'm looking it up. Um, Tom Cruise prepared for the role of Lestat by watching lions attacking zebra is in the wild. That's weird. Well, I think he was for like how to pounce on his prey, you know. I will. I will say this: what I said earlier about how it doesn't matter who the actor is when they do the fucking fangs, like they look ridiculous. He is one of the least ridiculous looking ones who does it. Oh, um, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't do the. He does the just kind of. He just kind of. I don't know. He he does. He does. I look. Tom Cruise does a good job with it. I know you. There's this misconception that I fucking hate Tom Cruise. Um, not true. I don't like him as a person, but I think I, I like a lot of his movies. I thought and you didn't. No, I thought you didn't like his movies too, though. I'm just not sucking his dick like a lot of other people have. Like, I, no, I've seen. I, I think he. I wish he would show more range. I mean, he's got an eclectic filmography, but like, I'm I'm tired of the Mission Impossible shit. I'd like for him to try something new. Yeah, I you can't know, find this now. Take a chance, but he. He stayed on because of a friend of his. I can't fucking find it now. Um, Brad Pitt, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's probably you know he probably stayed on because he was contractually. No, you know, he 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 did it as a favor to somebody in the in the production. I can't remember who it was. Like like he even wrote to the product to like to the production company. He's like I'm I want out of this film. In the thing that I read, and they 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 convinced him not to do that to like stay. Maybe I mean I I kind of felt like you could kind of see that in his performance because he does kind of play sullen and moody throughout the whole film. Well, I mean the character is supposed to be that anyway, but I know, but maybe that's why Brad Pitt was like, "All right, fine, I'm just gonna play it exactly how I feel. I don't want to be here. You know, I don't want to be a vampire. I don't want to be in this movie." Um, I'm going to stop looking for that right now, but if I, if I come across it, I'll, I'll read it because I, I, I think it was an interesting thing. I know that Cruz and Pitt didn't like each other, which is a different yeah. thing. Um, cause apparently I mean, Brad Pitt didn't I use don't... deodorant according to this. And so his body smell got to be a thing. Um, not to mention that they're filming in Louisiana or, or wherever South, wherever the fuck they were, you know, yeah. it's going to be humid. 
humid. Uh, they're covered in makeup. They're wearing fucking aristocratic clothes and shit. Yeah. So do you, do you know to some of the people that were supposed to be Lestat before? Uh, I didn't look it up. Uh, well, I mean, I know Rutger Hauer, but I didn't really look it up. Uh, no, well, no, but I mean, for the latter, after, no, not not the original, but like for this version, for the, you know, Rutger no. Hauer. So, um, Anne Rice actually met with Tom Hanks to play the role after seeing Philadelphia. Nah, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, he turned it down to go do Forrest Gump. I think that was a good, smart move on I, his part. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if they made they made a movie of Forrest Gump as a vampire, I'd pay anything to see that. Um, Daniel Day Lewis was originally given. Daniel role. Day Lewis would have killed it, but I don't know if he would have been right for the role. He would probably would have. He would have been uh, perfect as uh, Antonio Banderas. I was just about to say that he would have been perfect in that role, or even the 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 goofier dude that was his like sidekick. I think he could have played that role too. Sure, Stephen um, Ray did a good job. No, I'm not saying too. he didn't, but I'm just saying right. that's another role that he could have played in the film as opposed to Lestat. Um, I I mean I can see I can see Daniel Day, but. As Lestat, but I don't, I don't know if it would have been as uh, commercially successful. Here's the one I would have wanted to see, but he turned it down. Johnny Depp was supposed to be yeah. Lestat. I would love look, to have seen that. Look, not for fucking nothing. I did see Johnny Depp play a vampire, and it wasn't good. But if it was a proper vampire movie, it he, I mean, yeah, that would have been my favorite. That would have been. There's a lot. Oh, God, that would have been so good. That yeah. would have been way better. Yeah, I think I agree, and I mean it's nothing against Tom Cruise because I I know you know, but I mm, it would have been better. You interested in any of the Claudia potentials? Uh, I I have a feeling I know Scarlett Johansson was probably one of them. No, no, at least not according to this. Really? Um, uh, she she may have been too young at that point. Uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, I definitely see that. Uh, Dominique Swain. She is. You would know her from Face Off. She's the wife in Face Off, if you've seen that. Okay. Um, or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. She's the daughter. She's the daughter that he okay. gives her the, the butterfly knife to. Uh, let's see. Julia Stiles. Oh, that could have been interesting. Uh, Erin Moore. I don't know who She's Aaron been Moore is. in one thing. She was in the show Santa Barbara from 88 uh, okay. to 93. I don't know what that is. And then Evan Rachel Wood. And Rachel Wood was, she was, I thought she was like eight at, she around been, that She time. would have been seven, but according to this thing here anyway, the character is seven and in the books. They just made her 11 because Chris Kirsten Dunst was 11. Um, so, there you go. I, I think they probably didn't go for Christina Ricci because she already kind of looks like a vampire. And I think they wanted to go a completely different route because Claudia looks like she's blonde and kind of bright and lively and you know she's she doesn't look like a sallow black haired like i i think christina ritchie is is awesome and beautiful but i think they were i i i actually i see i've never read interview with the vampire but i know enough of it i've i read most of uh the sequel the vampire lestat which goes into his origin which is what part of Queen of the Dam is based on. Queen of the Dam is actually a combination of that book and the Queen of the Dam book. They like smushed the two books right. together. Um, the, another one here that I just saw, different different thing, but Jeremy Irons actually turned down the part of Lestat. 
That would have been interesting. Again, I think he would have been better in Antonio Banderas's role over Agreed. Scott. Um, he gives off. It's like you know him and Alan Rickman and and those guys. Like they they're the vampire leader. They're not the vampire brat prince. You know. Right. I think I think Tom Cruise did a good did did a good enough job. I've actually heard that Anne Rice is planning on doing a TV show. Like AMC yeah. partnered up with her. Uh, to do like a Vampire Chronicles television show, and I'm actually looking forward to it. You know what? I gotta say, this is one thing I, I we use this we use IMDb's trivia area quite a bit through different things that we talk about. One of the things I have to say I hate about the way they lay it out is you'll get they don't put it all the same things like next to each other. You'll scroll down and be like, oh, there's this that we were just talking about. Like, because here now it says it, and then um. Brad Pitt actually was originally considered for Lestat as well before getting the lo- role of Louis. Mm-hmm. And then also John Malkovich, Peter Weller, and Alexander Gudinov. Mm. And I can't see any of them playing that role. I'm sorry. I just can't, you know. Okay. Yeah. John Malkovich, no. No. And then Stephen Dorff was actually considered the role of the Christian Slater mm. God ultimately. Not as a vampire. He was going to be the interviewer. Mm. Steven Dorff would have been a good vampire. Um, that's actually, it's so funny, we're going full circle. Uh, Steven Dorff's line in Blade, where he says, my turn, yeah, is is a reference to Lost Boys. Oh, I, I think I saw that when I was looking up the, yeah. the yeah. Trivia. I still can't find that thing that I was looking for, which is really... Look, Brad Pitt was bit out, was, you know, bit out of shape, and he... Blah, it, was blah, a cool, yeah. it was a cool piece of information, though, that's all. I'm a little annoyed I'm, I'm that not, I can't find I'm it. I'm not saying it's not, it's just, it, don't, don't torture yourself trying to find it. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm seeing some other cool stuff as I'm going through. But anyway, the point, the point though, is it's really, the whole film, uh, I, I have not watched as many... Um, Vampire films. Oh, one last piece right here. Uh, apparently, Antonio Banderas was was gonna play. Uh, just to tie the movies together, we talked about it. he was going to play uh, Dracula in the Bram Stoker's Stoker's Dracula, and then ultimately didn't do it. So it would have been him instead of uh, Gary Oldman. See, Gary Oldman in Interview with the Vampire. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, there are certain actors that like, oh fuck, yes, you should be a vampire. Giant app, like, but like Robert Downey Jr. Never, I don't want to see him. Mm-mm. Like, not in a serious way. Like, if he's doing a campy sure. vampire, sure, part, then fine, sure. But like, you know, Malkovich, yes, he should play a vampire, but not in this particular film or not in those roles they offered him. Yeah, a different role for sure. Like one of the no Liam Neeson. I could see. Listen, you said you've read you've read most of the Lestat book, and mm-hmm. my my biggest continuity complaint. Uh, there's a lot of them, but my big I think my biggest continuity complaint is Marius doesn't get mentioned in interview. Mm-hmm. And if Lest- if if the the vampire Lestat is supposed to be set prior to, um, uh, interview. Yeah. Then you would think Marius would come up in at some point, you know, and he doesn't. Are you talking about the movies Queer the Damned and Interview? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. I don't know. I don't know if Queer the Damned is a sequel or if it's a prequel because it's set in the 
in the book, I believe it's set during the eighties, but in Queen of the Damned, it's set during two thousand era, two thousand two. So, so the way I would interpret what happened, right? Um, oh crap! Natalie Portman also tried out for Kirsten's role. Anyway, that's a different. I could see that. I could see that too. Um, the the way I understand it is that the flashback stuff with Marius, when you see Lestat becoming Lestat, is mm-hmm. pre-interview for sure. Right. And it all the stuff where he's in the band and wearing the leather pants and being a goth is all post modern day, in, modern day, right? Modern day. So right. I, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, so you could have mentioned Marius, like Marius could have been mentioned. You didn't have to be on screen. I'm not saying you had to cast the guy, you know what I mean? But they could have t- mentioned. His Remind name. me, Marius is the one who turns. Yes. Lestat? Turns Lestat. Okay. Yeah. So, how I would interpret that is because from what I remember in parts of the book and in my research in the book, uh, Mar- <laughs> in the book, uh, Marius commits suicide after he turns Lestat well, in and the, leaves him. Maybe in the book, but not in the movie. Okay. Yeah. So in the book, in the book, he commits suicide like by, because he's been trying to find an heir worthy of his fortune. Sure. For years. And so then he kills himself and leaves Lestat alone with no knowledge of what it's like, of how to be a vampire. And in an interview with the vampire, he says, I learned absolutely nothing from the man. You know, he's like, even in the same line, he's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the choice that I never had because he was turned a vampire against his will. Mm-hmm. So the difference is in interview with the vampire that's really close to the character where he's like, he disregards the, you know, Marius. He doesn't acknowledge him. Okay. But because, because Anne Rice wrote the screenplay. So if she was against Queen of the Dam, they were like, fuck it. Add all this extra shit. Let's hope this is a hit. Fucking get Aaliyah there and fucking, oh, well, God, you, corn. Do you know, do you know why? Why? Because it, it's like, it's like Sony with Spider-Man, right? I'm not even joking. It's Universal, I think, right? Is it Universal? I have to. I, I don't remember. Uh, hold on. Does it say real quick? I'm I'm still on the page. I'm just trying to see if it says production company. Anyway, I, I'm gonna say Universal, but I could be wrong. But whoever owns the the rights to this, right, to to the Vampire Chronicles specifically. Well, it's now it's now back to Anne Rice. Okay, it is now. But if they hadn't made Queen of the Dam, she would have got it before they could have cashed in on it. So they thinking they were going to not get a chance to make the two films in time, they smushed it all together into Queen they of the Damned, and, and they rushed it. Exactly it. Yeah. And that's and now, like you it said... Shows. Right, it absolutely shows. And and to your point now, she owns it, you know, so they really could go and do the Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned the way it's supposed to be done. The problem with that is everyone's going to get pissed off about the fact that, that, you know, Aaliyah did the film and then dies, and then they can do another Queen of the Damned. So I don't think they'll ever do that. What? You, what? Know how pe- you know how people get I'm not saying I... I mean, I mean people fucking I... die. Yes, but I mean, I don't know. You know, people get bent over stupid shit. I'm not, you know. I, I look. Is it sad that Leah died? Absolutely. It's sad that she fucked around with. Uh, I believe I could fly. What the fuck is his name? Um, oh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. You know, it's it's fucked up. She had a fucked up life. It sucks that her last movie is this awful fucking movie. She was good in it. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you know, yeah. you can only fucking. 
You can always sparkle so much shit. It's still a piece of shit. Do you do you want the budget stuff on this? Because I know sometimes we talk nah. about these things. Nah, no, I don't care. No, not Queen interview. Oh sure. Uh, budget was sixty million dollars. Okay. Uh, made two hundred twenty three million six hundred sixty four thousand six hundred eight worldwide. That's and that's ninety two money. Ninety four money. Ninety four. So that's yeah. that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of tickets. Tickets were like five bucks back then. Opening weekend, it made half its money back. Opening weekend, oh, it, I, made, it made thirty six million. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. it. So, and I, I think, I, like I said, I think Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise delivers one of the best menacing Tom Cruise lines I've ever seen that he does. Okay. He's Claudia. You have been a very, very naughty little girl. What he's like, all have zombie and playing the piano. Yeah. Yeah, it that sequence was a little weird to me. That whole that whole, you know, killing him and then him coming back to life and that whole thing was a little funky for me. I don't know. Well, uh, is this interview over? Wait, what, CJ? You want me to say what? You want me to keep talking after we were talking for how many goddamn hours? Let's leave these poor people alone, okay? Fine. CJ wants me to do a proper closing. But I'm not going to say the same shit that he's always said for every goddamn other episode. If you don't like it, you can blame his ass. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Or you could simply Google us. Though, if you're listening to this message, you probably did do that. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Don't ask me why. I still don't know. Some secrets are best left alone. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. It's worth it. You can help a starving artist today. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Evans for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash lemons. When life gives you Sam lemons, you better pucker up. And finally, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to, we want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I that you guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Now, since I still have your attention, I think you have all been missing one of the best parts of every episode. The damn it. So therefore, you all have to listen to the damn it. Think of it as a MCU bonus credit scene. There, that fucking better? I'm Michael. Michael. Michael's great. I like Michael. This is Michael. 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 Mike, Mike, Michael, Mike, 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 Mike,
Yeah. 